0: What's up, Reality Zars fam? It's Nate. Uh, This was a fucking banger, dude. You're gonna like this one. Um, It goes deep. Real deep. Definitely check it out all the way to the end. Grab a notepad. uh, Grab a pencil. Uh, Mike is awesome. He answers every question I have. And I try, you know, to ask all the questions. Um, And he goes deep into the different types of aliens there are. Uh, Draco's reptilians, all the all the stuff, and um, this was this was a really fun one too. So I really hope you guys enjoy this, and also leave us comments, um, give us a good review, all that fun stuff. And if you give us a good review and you send us a screenshot, I will send you a book that Tony wrote. I'll even sign it for you. All right. Cheers guys. Enjoy the show. Bye. All right. Welcome everybody. Uh this is the Reality Arts podcast and I'm your only host today Nate. I don't know what Tony's doing, but uh I am honored to have Beyond Top Secret Texan with me today, and we have a lot of really interesting, fun topics to talk about. Uh, brother, this is your first time on the show. Do you want to like introduce yourself a little bit and tell us where we can find it and all that fun stuff?
1: Beyond Top Secret Texan you've got multiple platforms, multiple channels. I podcast full time. I also upload dark web videos, at UFO evidence, evidence of the paranormal. And of uh, all things, dark web, conspiracy, fringe, uh, basically, I, I post those full time as well, you know, on Twitter, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Instagram is the flagship. But if you want to find all the addresses, including my website and all the podcast uh, platforms, you can check out the link tree slash beyond top secret Texan link. It's link tree slash beyond top secret Texan. is the only link you're gonna need. It's gonna bring you up all the links, all the current projects, et cetera. And we'll throw in the show notes. Yeah, catch, catch it while you can. I'll send you the I'll send you the, the copy paste information. Like I said, I try to keep it simple. Link tree slash beyond top secret Texan. only link you need. It gives you all the variety of options to follow me on whatever your preference or platform of preference is. And um, you know, welcome aboard, like, follow, subscribe. It's free to do. And if you share it, you know, I'm deeply obligated to you and, and appreciative. That's how I've grown so far as a channel and, uh, catch it while you can. For example, the first TikTok channel was taken down after 760 million views on my channel, as well as 37,000 followers and 270,000 likes. They took it down deep, deep platform to me without a warning took it down I've been shadow banned on Instagram so if you pull up my Instagram it will try to uh, talk you out of it you know like this guy's posting extremist content etc and we uh, try to pull up my Twitter same thing it, you have to really like you know search through hashtags and stuff to find that I'm still active so the shadow banning is real but the direct links will bring you there through link tree slash beyond top secret Texan pot is I got a podcast web page I, I am uh, uploaded through all the major ones including Spotify uh, iTunes audible um you know many of the same that you're hosted on now like i guess i got an odyssey page etc so definitely check all of that out youtube uh, i don't really post on youtube nor do i support them but if you guys like youtube you can binge watch the hundreds of videos i've made and posted on there over the last two years like i said you guys got options and all of them can be found on Linktree slash beyond top secret text Awesome, man.
0: Yeah, this video is actually posting right now to YouTube. I don't care if we burn the channel. I literally, this is the first video I've been able to uh, to live stream again
1: (laughs) because I've been on timeout. And I'm sorry sorry if there's a delay. It's kind of like a one second delay, so sorry. I'll I'll keep that in mind if I'm stepping on you, Um, your your audio, but no, yeah, um, absolutely. I saw your YouTube channel and it had like double digit views and I was like, oh, this is fire. This is the banger. Because whoever they shadow ban, whoever they suppress, whoever is not getting traction—that's the real shit. And you have to kind of look at this Alice through the looking glass world, where it's if a YouTube channel is uh, making content, but they're not growing, and there's like nothing but hate comments, and they you know shit like that. You're like, this is the banger. This is the shit. This is the <laughs> right here. This is the fucking. Uh, this is the uh, stuff you want to listen to. And some of you my what? favorite YouTube channels have like less than a few hundred followers after ten years. And they produce the content that they know is right in their hearts. And it's like this, it's this weird, uh, Disneyfication of, uh, public media that's happening on YouTube. And it's been happening for the last 15 years. However, it's long, it's been on. And, you know, like I said, that I've talked about it, that YouTube is both the best place for people to come and and express themselves. And also it's worst enemy because it will make them feel like they're unwanted, unheard and unloved and unlistened to. And that's not the case because after I've been doing YouTube since about 2018 and I started off as a military, uh, conspiracy channel talking strictly about military stuff before I decided to take the full plunge and, and go into the, what I knew was right and what I really always wanted to talk about, you know? And as soon as I did that, I, I started both growing and feeling the fucking full YouTube shadow banning force and for every, um, you know, video I put up, they took down a video. For every uh, thing I did, they gave me a strike. So like every live I could, you know, do another live back to back. I could never gain momentum. And they've been basically, um, you know, attacking me ever since. So I totally get the views, uh, the, the likes, the, the follows, the, the shares, it's, it's, it's us against them. And it's them yeah. against us. It's us against the world. It's, it's absolutely a new battlefield for for mankind to wage war on where, you know, it's like we're fighting in their streets. It's it's their home turf, but hopefully, you know, we can't give up. We got to keep uploading. They can take us off. We come back with a new channel. They take yep. off the video where you upload it and things like that.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, Alex Jones does have the perfect name for – you know his channel. It is info wars. We are in a war of information, man. It's yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's funny, dude. We uh, we go hard on this channel, dude. We like we don't hold back at all. And like as a joke, just to fuck with YouTube for quite a while. I mean, this will probably do it. This will this will be a nice good strike for me. We would say something like, "Hey." Bill Gates is a fat tranny with big tits, (laughs) and he's trying to give everyone AIDS with the vaccine. And we'd say some shit like that. And we would never get a strike, never get a strike. And then I did one uh, with actually a great guy. Uh, We'll give him a shout out, Josh Monday. Uh, We did a podcast on biblical uh, flat earth. And so he was, dude, all he was doing was reading the Bible and just pointing out like where this supports flat earth, where this. And then, anyways, that was the strike. And they took it, you know, the the whole thing. It's It's, because of the Bible part.
1: Yeah, probably. Absolutely. They (laughs) allow um, all the shit talking that you can hope for because they'll shadow ban it. But as soon as you mention anything relatively uh, accurate about spirituality, then they start removing content. And I always get the opposite. I'll get a video removed that's been up for two years in the middle of the night. And it's very KGB, like like Stalin's KGB came and, like, disappeared them. And I totally removed all existence or trace of their existence. I can't even pull up a thumbnail to prove that, it, like they were real. Like the, like, you know, the old photos of the guys removed from the background. Yeah, and like exactly. It is very much is that you are fighting a uh, 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 Orwellian 1984 battle, where truth is the objective. Truth is the only mission objective, and they want to hide the truth. Their enemy is the truth. And your weapon and only ally is the truth, and people who want to hear it and know the truth and want to share it. It's it's we outnumber them though. We we outnumber them. It's not hopeless. It's it's eventually, um, I think, going to become one of the most major legal battles in the 21st century. It is a massive class action lawsuit of the people against the social media platforms who are basically stealing our labor stealing out products of our labor, profiting from them, because they are profiting, like no matter how much they said, they still try to take as much money from your ad revenue that, you know, they'll demonetize you and still put ads on it to take that money from you. You know, yeah. they cut you out of the loop by saying you infringed on a, an agreement or a contract that you agreed with to put videos up in the first place. But, but because they can them change at any time. Yeah, none of us <laughs> between lawyers and some of us were intoxicated. None of those contracts are, are all those contracts are void. You know what I'm saying? None of them are legal or, or eligible. And it's going to take the idea of um, common law to, to start spreading into virtual uh, space like they already are doing by restricting our freedoms, right? They restrict, for example, any mention of the Holocaust being a hoax or uh, any part of World War II being not the official story because – They have to oblige nations like Germany, were denying of any of this, or even you know whatever is considered hate speech, and thus it's illegal. It is officially like in Canada, it's illegal, etc. To deny the Holocaust or even question it, right, or even read any material to question it, it is thought control. That is that is absolutely thought control and and enforcement thought police. Now, if I as an American put up that video. It will not only be removed in Germany, but it will also be removed in America. Like, say, for example, on Twitter, who has to follow the EU and specifically the German laws, not because it operates there as well as America. So the uh, the protections and restrictions on censorship that Americans typically enjoyed are already being taken over by the globalists virtually. They don't they don't need to have the blue helmets marching down, uh, you know, your, 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 your state capital, they have, uh, already taken almost every single one of ours, uh, you know, consent to, to control our speech.
0: And you know, you can that. make the argument that the First Amendment is the most important amendment. You know, that is the most important. I mean, I think you need the Second Amendment to enforce the first or keep it around. But, like, man,
1: even the they've taken
0: thing, the first, they've taken.
1: A, oh, sorry, this is a controversial opinion, but Constitution or not, you have inalienable human rights. If it's 100%, or man. Not, you have I'm an anarchist.
0: So, yeah, I, think I don't, like don't a- think that we get our yeah, I don't think that we get our rights from a piece of paper. From well, a piece but- of paper.
1: That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. they want to edit the piece. I'm like it doesn't matter who or what or who you think you are. As a human being, you are able and entitled to the sweat of your brow and the words from your mouth right the work 100%. of your hands is and you say god or not regardless you are entitled to as a human being inalienable equal rights compared to anyone else who and it cannot be yeah. infringed on regardless if you think god gave it to you or not which yes god justifies it you know with authority but also you just have them you it's just natural law it's yes yeah, it's natural law. It's like yeah. natural deistic law the people the founding fathers were deists They believed in nature and like Zen Buddhism, but they didn't know what it was. They just kind of like called it deism. Like they just walked around in forests and glens. And I'm saying they did, they would just take like three hour long walks and be like, ah, I I communed with the the spirit, the great thing, the deist, like, you know, the general genius loci. And they would be like, that's how they, uh, that's why they believed in these basic human rights and necessities to create a social contract. We call America. And, regardless of the corporate american system one day test the first amendment away they can, can never take the right that of men of, of men and women to speak their minds to create art to to challenge what they are being told and to use like you know their energy in creative independent ways like yeah.
0: um, I'm and very- they can silence one person at a time but it's bigger than that you know it's like you can't kill an idea And you can't like, yeah. So, I mean, at some point, if this place gets more and more tyrannical and they start putting us up against a wall and put a bullet in our head for saying our truth, you know, they still won't win.
1: Exactly. Still Uh, won't win. The idea that a, a man chooses and a slave obeys. So, regardless of what is actually happening, as long as men express choice and self control, they will remain free. And only if they choose to obey. Will they remain enslaved? And so that's always been a dynamic. Ancient Rome, ancient Greece, all of these are slave societies. Ancient Babylon, slave society. Hell, even ancient Egypt, ancient Israel, slave societies. They had servants, they had slaves who were bonded to the house, etc. Uh the, the internal battle is always free versus slave. And those wild men free and those who wish to enslave. And when people would show up, when people used to watch the ocean with terror every day because they didn't know when ships might pull over the horizon, hoping just to get an easy uh, number of slaves from an unguarded or unprotected society. And it was yeah, not pirates, based on man. paperwork. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was not based on paperwork. And who do you think controls America? Pirates. Absolutely. Uh, whether or not they're, they're walking around with peg legs or not, that they have the traditional um business acumen and cultural legacy of pirates that operated in the new world as warlords for hundreds of years the age of sail and sword they operated in the caribbean they operated in mexico operated in america through the gulf coast do you know where the mafia was first founded not new york city new orleans Sicily. oh really orleans. okay Oh, I mean, in, here,
0: in, in yeah, America,
1: gotcha. that the idea of piracy in uh, Andrew Jackson beat the British, eighteen twelve, right? Shot him in New Orleans. Dude, Andrew Jackson was part of this mafia crew. He hired pirates as mercenaries. That America is deeply, deeply, deeply founded in pirate culture, which is why we had slaves outright. Had slaves for a long time because you could do anything you wanted if you were a sovereign individual, including owning a slave. Well, it's also Americans why food. there's
0: still uh, anti-piracy laws in our, you know, yeah, in our Constitution. Pirates
1: being free and fighting the law and all this. But but exactly, like the idea that once you're free, then you don't respect the other freedoms of others. There's a whole idea behind that. But, yeah, let's talk about the secret space program. Now we're talking yeah, about, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about pirates all day. Well, it is. very related. It's very yeah. related, <laughs>
1: it's very related the to slaves... the the laws of the sea. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The maritime laws. Absolutely. And how that we are still in a slave society right now. It's like, it's absolutely through, I mean, whatever, people don't like this comparison, but it's like, if I take a hundred percent of the labor, you know, uh, you know, profit of your labor, that's slavery, how much of it isn't slavery. Right. So when they're taking 40 to 50% of our, you know, of our income, I would almost consider that a form of slavery, partial slavery, because if you don't, if you don't give them half your check, what happens? Guys with good, like goons with guns will show yep. up at your house and throw you in a cage. And exactly. if you resist, they'll put a bullet in your head. So you can't yep. tell me that that's not a form of slavery. You know, absolutely. And,
1: not only that, uh, the SSP has direct slavery called programs like the twenty year and back cloning. All of that is human slavery. The yeah, I want to hear about the that for sure. Program is slavery. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's only possible because of human slavery. And so, tell
0: possible. me where do we where do we start this? Where do uh, you, you want to talk? When you were, you were nine years old, correct?
1: Yes. Um, well, I can talk about my personal experiences within the SSP. Or I can talk about the SSP in general as a subject, and I want gotcha. to talk about it as a subject. And I'll get to the sure. kind of point where I am introduced to it in this Perfect. timeline. They you know greater like the greater timeline of it. But the secret space program really begins in the 1800s and it begins in the 1800s during the um great reset what we would know as the great reset and it was this great mud flood great global reset through a plasmological phenomenon and even then it's older because extraterrestrial civilizations have colonized and lived on earth for thousands of th- millennia millions of years in different societies and empires throughout right but basically by this time mankind was freed mentally freed from the complete control of the Orion Draco, the reptilians, right? And now that we were freer, we were able to basically see and collect these technologies. Now, unfairly, we were also not the most moral or ethical. No, nothing is in nature. And given our very horrible species, uh, species childhood, as it were, our psyches are very marred. So we instantly jumped into secret societies and human slavery and and control like that right warfare uh kings queens monarchs the habsburgs the pope vatican all of that right but it was basically created from the ruins like we were hermit crabs orphaned children who basically put on our parents clothing the robes the 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 business titlements the uh you know the statuary and we moved into these buildings and cities now- so
0: I have a real quick question those royal families that kind of took over do they I know that they claim to have like ancient bloodlines ancient yeah. lineages and things that they're trying to protect this they might not- even say that they claim that they have like the bloodline of Jesus or even Cain something like that uh, or even Nephilim do you are there something different about those royal families or are they human like us
1: no there's absolutely something different about them and all people, are hybrids a, extraterrestrially con- created? Right, we were intelligently created uh, by whatever you, the Anunnaki, whatever you want to call them. We are originally created by the Draco. We were hybridized and refined through genetic engineering and breeding programs to look the way we do from our ancestors, who we call the Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti. Like I said, now we're going to get into that kind of thing. But basically, mankind was this Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, Neanderthal uh, type, you know, super Cro-Magnon man. And we've been bred down, not bred down, but bred into a more aquatic and refined uh, creature, a semi-amphibian form of that, a nymph form of that. Because if you control fresh water, you control mankind. And that's what the reptilians did. We are actually one of the worst animals at going without fresh water. We are a sweating, naked ape. Right. And we were con- done that through the control that the Orion Draco had. They could just re- uh, keep water away from you for three days and you would die. Right. Trust me, two days that you can do whatever, whatever they ask for. Right. You're feeding them your children. Just give me some water. Right. Type thing. And then they moved us to the desert. They, they, that's the biggest cruelty of it. Right. Our entire history was so fucked up and species history is so fucked up that this, it doesn't make any sense when you think of it as a natural evolution. It only makes sense when you think of us as having leashes. That were easily controlled through biology. Yeah, right. That's and, really, yeah. Great and, and, point. Yeah. And so uh, we were made dependent on them the way we make dogs dependent on us. From the great dire wolf, we have made the bulldog or the chihuahua or the uh, wiener dog. They are all genetically identical, and there are only one species of canine from which this originates, right? But then you get these weird little misshapen oddities and things like that. And then you look at people and you see pygmies, you see, uh, you know, very tall, gigantic people, very, you know, rotund people who are like, you know, and you see, oh, where else does diversity come from? It's because just like people, we were bred to kind of be lap dogs and various social uh, enslavements, Right. actually more for our company than just our direct efficiency and labor, right? This is absolutely the case because they need our loosh, which is involved in things like uh, psychic feeding, like psychic energy, vampire feeding and stuff. So we're built more for our ability to generate culture and generate not only culture, but misery within that culture. Like I said, we don't have the best (laughs) beginnings, our roots, right? Better better, uh, from better strings and and a bitter wells right but the well you know is running dry as it were right now because we're starting to waking up we're starting to break free of that that conditioning like alex jones always yells about breaking free of the conditioning and we're actually starting to wake up and see how fucked up our entire history has been and it's absolutely uh you know been lied to about and the people who lied to us about it were these first rulers these first people who created who they they adopted the bloodline hive mentality of the reptilians, which is the royal class monarch type creation. Uh, the spiritual uh, do cult they have movement, which the uh, Vatican and down the Freemasons, uh, you know these super mega churches, the Islamic world where there's one authority and everyone is enslaved to it as a religion, you know, dogma and and you know like the the Mecca type thing where everyone's going around that whole ritualistic worldview is reptilian and this is that's what very is interesting about. man
0: yeah that's very very interesting yeah, yeah i i see, I, that. I see that, that as like a whole co-option of like actual and true spirituality power. yeah it's, yeah, it's about it that centralized power. yeah Luce. centralized control
1: ritualized loose they want to gather it in gather it in focus in uh into their into their basically feeding areas right now uh after the great reset which was actually a cataclysm that was between two roaring species that are not human, uh, the Venusians and the reptilians, uh, the Draco. It destroyed most of the earth, it destroyed the existing power grid around it, the, the force matrix of a magnetism that the Orion Draco had set up. It didn't disable 100% of them, nor did it kill 100% of them, but it did knock them out You know, about 80%, right? And so there's still a lot of forbidden areas, a lot of technology that was still able to be salvaged And during this great time of reclamation, this is when the secret space program began because while it was still only on paper, while it was still only on the ground, we knew about spaceships. We knew about personal craft flying vehicles. We knew about uh, airships. We knew about these high technology things. We knew about what the computer, because we had them. We physically had them from all these abandoned cities uh, filled with hangars, filled with vehicles. We had hundreds of corpses of different species than from the different, from the cataclysm, from the fall, right? This is what the Smithsonian was all about. This is what these, the Ananarba Society, they were finding the Conehead people. They were finding reptilian fossils that they were hiding, the mummies. They found a reptilian city in under LA, for example. This this was published in the front page of the LA Times. But so They were not hiding the fact that they were finding these ancient, literally non, like Lovecraft stuff. Like, like I said, yeah. ancient, like this is that time, the 1800s, late 1800s from the Great Reset to, if you actually looked at it, from there to the 1920s, it's a lot like the 1960s to the 2020s in terms of cultural revolution, in terms of technological progress, and in terms of attitudes of individuals towards the extraterrestrials, towards the space concepts of our roots, where literally you had living writers who were writing about extraterrestrial cities in Antarctica, H.B. Lovecraft, you're writing about visitors from the stars, writing about uh, going on these psychic journeys in these yeah. areas of America's countryside that would seem pretty boring and banal, like, oh, it's a coastal city in Maine. But but what looks to you just like a coastal city in Maine is actually the entrance point to a subterranean submarine city of fish people who worship a chthonic god. <laughs> you know, and they hybridize themselves with the local population to get more recruits. That's some far out shit for somebody in 1920. Yeah, 100%, they man. supposedly even TVs back then. So think about it. So this guy, we want to believe this guy was just sitting around in a run room apartment in New York city, just thinking about, no, this was, what was on everybody's mind. Right. When they so, were brother, v-
0: I have a quick question for you real fast. Uh, while you were talking about how – so, okay, so I'm going to go back. So the Venusians and the Reptilians, right? Mm-hmm. So the Reptilians are what we maybe called Anunnaki, the, the first people that came down here and started screwing with us, started um, screwing with our genetics and things like that and made us what we are.
1: You can – yeah, that's one way of thinking about it. I actually think the Sumerian Anunnaki mythologies are incorrect Factually, and it's kind of suspicious that they were created in the mid 20th century Uh, But there is ideas of the dragon, of the serpent, of uh, Mankind being created, and then another infiltrating reptilian force Corrupting that genetics Now, whether or not the Anunnaki came to make us for gold And whether or not that is actually literally gold Or the gold of human kindness, the gold of human culture The Mm. gold of which we are
0: that's cool. know, That's, that's like, a cool interpretation I yeah, like there's that.
1: A, there's this idea that it's set in stone or the cylinder wheels. It literally is set in stone. I'm like, you know, um, I hold all human writing in suspicion because yeah, nothing. you that, have to. Yeah, get exact because of the great reset. Once you learn about the mud flood, once you learn about Tartaria and the great reset, well, see, that's where yeah, I was going to Before that touch it's like on ah. yeah, So so
0: I, I want to touch on this part next. So we had so for quite a while we had centralized control by the reptilians over this realm that we call life, right? Yeah. So um after that, so it, was that when was that Atlantis? Is that when they had all this high crazy technology? And when yes. they fell during that war, was that the fall of Atlantis?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. That the idea of Atlantis and the Atlantlan. Um <laughs> Empire that operated from the new world when the geography of the world was very very different and Before the great cataclysm the great deluge or the great ice age flood uh, Basically like Plato wrote about they had millions of slaves. They ruled the world. They were very militaristic They were very organized They were very efficient and they were very successful He said they ruled the world without challenge, but they upset the gods with their pride and with their vanity now the reptilians were not as powerful as an empire, and, but they were expanding into the stars, and they had millions and trillions of, of, of individuals within their caste society, their forces. But the Venusians are higher dimensional entities; they're higher dimensional quantum type uh, beings, and the quantum beings can operate like just the way Doctor Who does, or any time traveling force, right? So they can operate with almost impunity with this godlike power. And operating within timelines. This was a quantum war. So the reptilians were destroyed. Through this war, Venusians had come with the Astro High Command to liberate mankind. This has been over the last course of a thousand or two years. right? And it just emanated in the, I guess you would call it the great uh, Earth shift, the polar shift. Where they literally knocked the Earth off its axis. Now that's what I'm talking about when it comes to forces. The Orion Draco are mighty, yes, they're technologically savvy, yes, much more advanced than us and much older, yes. But they cannot beat an enemy that can literally fight with weapons that can knock planets off their axis, uh, that travel through time. So were he, those the, the Venusians? The Venusians. Yes. Venusians. Okay.
0: And real fast. So the reptilian, the Dracos, are they? Were they native to this to this planet, yes. or were yes, they? Yeah. Okay. And so we were also native to this planet as well, like a hominid. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Very interesting. Okay. A lot of it is very interesting when you think about how many species that we consider extraterrestrial are actually colonists of this planet and have just just as much right to the term Earthling as we do. For example, since then, the Venusians have been colonizing our planet for as long as the Draco were, but they were doing it in the future. Now this is the timeline that's going to be happening. So they're so they've spent millions of years in the future already living on Earth, and they operate in Earth from the future going into the past to perform their operations and missions. And it's irrelevant when they actually operate. They operate. Like they can operate billions of years in the future. They can travel through time. They have complete mastery of any time uh, line and moment in time. And this gives them the 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 godlike power to interface into our world like time lords and the venusians look like people the valiant thor character in the 1950s was instrumental in creating the american space program which we know as solar warden and this is that what's one thing okay so let me get into it so already we're at the history point of like say 1910 we've already collected ufos we've collected these cities we've collected the books We're busy deciphering them and it's been 50, 60 years for us to figure out the sciences and the mathematics starting from zero, right? So we're already starting to get the experiments in direct energy. We're getting experiments like Tesla with his direct energy uh, applications, right? We're getting these geniuses coming out of the way, splitting the atom, creating jets, flying, you know, like we're doing all this crazy shit, building submarines, we're doing it, right? We are kicking a lot of butt scientifically during this time. World war, oh. war I happens. <clears throat> now here's where the big lie begins and the reason why they have to cover up everything. World War I was not a war between families, our people, our nations, our, our countries. It was a war between humanity and a subterranean species. A hollow earth species. That was Interesting. Discovered okay. in Central Europe in the mountains of the Alps.
0: What, uh, what are they called?
1: Now this society, I'm not sure what they officially call them. I just know them as the HD4 society, high density force society. There are nine societies societies of species that live on earth. This society of species was inside Europe when they started mining. And due to the constant digging and constant pushing inward of the European societies during the industrial age, they breached one of their major cities. First contact was made. First contact between two intelligent species can go either way. Peaceful, which many of these contacts already have, for example, with Argartha and the Vril Society and the Third Reich, are hostile. And many such encounters with these nine societies were directly open to warfare immediately. And this is what happened. Once that wall was broken and that breach was made between these two worlds, subterranean ecosystems of the hollow earth and the surface level world of the, uh, the 1910s era, um, Habsburg Europe, right? It was like two ant hives fighting, it was like two wasp colonies fighting. It was interesting, luckily okay. for us, luckily for us, it was the Habsburg Europe family dynasty era where every single country was basically related to each other by blood, and they were able to keep a very tight, uh, knit operation, faking a war that would historically be more convincing and ritualized because at the time, if you read the literature, Americans didn't even know why they were fighting, why this war had even happened. It was so out of right field, left field, that this was actually a thing. American politics just immediately allied to it though. And we made it illegal to question any one of these nations decisions that were allied to us. Germany took the sacrificial and ceremonial role as villain which is something that they'll do for, again in 20 years is basically say, yeah, you guys can hate us because they're not even a real country to begin with. They are at a Prussian. Germany is like 200 different small kingdoms that were shackled together during by the Catholics, <laughs> you know, and yeah. they're like, you guys are fucking Dutch. You guys are Huguenots <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it really look at history, the history that Europe, it's not like you think they don't mind they don't like each other, nor do they really mind sacrificing you know, each other, because they're not really like Americans who have this single monolithic like, it doesn't matter if you're from Alaska or Hawaii, you're my buddy if you're American, right? Like, come on, let's have a beer, I'll fight for you. Like, come on, we got you back. Like, they don't have that. You can be from Spain and a French person will fucking stab you in the back immediately. They have no loyalty to you, right? And so while this war was going on, they were like, we just lie. We lie, lie, lie to everybody. We control information, we control paperwork. They were censoring letters if you talked about uh, against it, you were a spy and they shot you in a firing line. That absolute. And the, the, and the reason for lying was because they didn't want to tell the people that there was actually other intelligent species that were openly hostile to humanity with no negotiations, with no uh, demands, just if they were flooding in and fighting and killing and taking towns, uh, taking people from literally the, just taking them. Back to their subterranean caverns for God knows fucking what at the time.
0: We Do you were- know what they look like? Do they look like humans? These uh, these higher density the creatures.
1: They were what we know as the shadow beings. Uh, many of these are higher density and like HD four means uh, high density fourth kind, and these particularly are like shadow uh, shadow beings that look like men. Uh, in many ways, proportionally, but they have very—they um, have horns. They have—they have horns. They have like stag horns. Interesting. Interesting. Now, what? broke really the? Is
0: what how did they, we make uh, contact with them? Do you know? Like, what? <laughs> we do you mining. know? Was there a certain event? That, they were mining. Okay.
1: They were mining in the Alps. They were mining uh, in the border between France and Germany, and in hmm. that forest area. And it, they just got lucky. There's thousands of cave systems that go very deep. Uh, Romania, also, they broke out yeah. there. They broke out on the eastern the two fronts: the eastern front, Italian Alps, and up towards France and Germany. And they basically broke out of that mountain range. But they had tunnels and network systems going in towards it. What we would know as the front lines: the eastern and western front. Uh, this this battle was extremely costly in manpower. Uh, the whole war was millions of people were sacrificed to it world war one is not like what people think it's not just doughboys and t-shirts or in cloth with you know shotguns running up trenches and fighting uh you know jerry right fighting fritz over there with a machine gun nothing like that it was underground most of it was underground you didn't see an enemy uh most of it like that was artillery barrages within the first days they would launch millions of artillery shells and turn landscapes into like the surface of the moon. This was not to fight human beings. This was fight, fighting a superior, I mean, technologically superior foe. But luckily we just overwhelmed them with force and forced them back into the caverns, followed them in there. And for example, the largest explosion recorded on earth happened during World One underground and it even officially says it killed nobody. It killed not a single person because it was not intended to kill people. It was intended to crush in the caverns where these creatures are running up. Now, I gotcha. now saying like it, it it's really it's a hard pill to swallow, but it makes it there's evidence for it when you guys start seeing what World war 1 was about. They had full anti-bullet armored shields that humans would walk like tanks. They invented the tank. They they used aircraft for the first time, right? They had Zeppelin fleets. World War One is not like, it's, it's been heavily, heavily censored and covered up because they don't wanna tell you that it was, uh, it wasn't a stalemate, a bloody trench warfare of four years. It was a dynamic, it was a dynamic war. Uh, Americans were filling in uh, for the losses at the very end of it only, mostly fought by the French, mostly fought by the Germans, mostly fought by the Russians or the Italians or the Austrians people whose stories have not been told in America right And this yeah. is the same thing would happen during the interwar period where we went America would then go to Central America, Southeast Asia uh, Russians would expand into Siberia looking for these technologies for these civilizations putting it into them putting it fortifications they were working together. the whole world at the time is working together. That's another point at this point it's not a soft alliance. It is a hard alliance. This is the reason for the globalists, the reasons for the uh, signing of the League of Nations in the same time. Woodrow Wilson, Rockefeller buys America cash money. No more So do
0: you think that that had a a noble cause to begin with, like those League of Nations? Was that like an alliance against whatever these high-density creatures were? Did it start out in a positive way and it's just been co-opted over time? Or do you think that these people are are, uh, always kind of had dark agendas, but they also were just unifying humanity.
1: Now, only a fool would think that uh, the causes and the people be, uh, working on the causes are the same. Causes yeah. and ideals are good. The people working on them are predatory, corrupted, and I, I think straight up evil in yeah. many cases, right? Now, those people that are today ruling in the world are not uh, the people who signed these treaties back then. And the people that we see today profiting from this uh, massive bloated system that they've created called the Earth Alliance and this global government, right? Those people uh, are not the ones in charge. Those people are more the the puppets, the figureheads, whose job is ultimately to lie and to maintain the lie. Like when uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi flew to Taiwan, that's all bullshit. Everyone knows that. But Nancy Pelosi is not in charge of anything, nor is she a very important pick. Uh, she's a pawn. She's a pawn in this whole globalist system. Yeah, she's a bitch. Yeah, she's a cunt. Yeah, everyone hates her. We know she's dealing dirty. But she has literally no control over the secret space program or even access to it. They use these finger puppets, and they get them dirty. They put them in all the shit. They keep the finger puppets up. So you go, oh, man, I need to get that thing have a and new finger puppet on. They get,
0: they keep us entertained, and then yeah. they also keep us angry, and they keep angry. us focused. Our energy, yeah, our energy is over here looking at. Whole, it. Is it Donald Trump? Hey, did you see Joe Biden fall off his bike? I, I heard he shit his pants in front of the Pope. Oh, you know, sides like that, yeah.
1: Both sides, oh, absolutely, both sides. Yeah, uh, they play with two wings of the same bird, right? And that's the, that's been the way at every country that since then. It's all clever theater. Because the real rulers are in these royal bloodlines, these royal dynasties, these aristocratic business families, these pirate clans, uh, organized crime, and then the military-industrial complex. And they don't get their names ever talked about. They don't ever show up in newspapers. A gentleman shows up in a newspa- newspaper three times. When he's born, when he gets married, and when he dies. That's it. Yep. That, that, exactly. You're supposed to only show up in three times in public. Born, married. That. That's it. They keep their names off the books. And in fact, mentioning their names can get you erased, can get you neutralized. That's that's just always been the case. But uh, like I said, it started in here. It started during this time where they were used to just have a soft alliance where they would scramble and play with each other like a game and try to take as much territory so they could further explore and then take the treasures from the locations, colonies. Right now, they were a straight up Earth Alliance. Now, they've already experienced war with another species. They know it's life or death. They know they've had literally a war with another species by this time. World War II breaks out, not because of what we're told, but we're told that, um, you know, oh, Nazi Germany rises again and, and, and blitzkriegs attacks their allies, the Soviet Union, et cetera. No, absolutely not. The Germans, for 10 years, cleverly and secretly built up a space force. They gathered technology, they gathered the intelligence on how to use that technology more efficiently than their competition, who were basically just sitting on all this shit, really not knowing how to work it, right? While they were doing their best, the Germans progressed light years ahead of them because they were open to psychic communications and occult reasoning that made contact with the Vril. The Vril are the Orion Draco, who survived... The downfall of their old empire in deep underground bunkers and in different time pockets and parallel crazy shit that they could do, right? And mostly, (coughs) they gave them the blueprints and designs on how to recreate this stuff themselves. The Germans were building UFOs called the Hanabo right? They were building the Andromeda Garat cylinder vehicles that would become the O'Neill cylinder colony ships that we would have. They were building technology like satellites. They were building rockets like ICBM technology. They were doing this. This was a real life shit, the, the Glocka, which was a time machine and created the first force field. And if you think uh, offense is the only thing that we research as a military industrial complex, you are surely mistaken. Defense, armor, with a force field, no no, nothing can get you and it's immediately more useful than an atomic bomb in terms of invasions because you don't have to worry about like that when they demonstrated this in the battle of la right during the battle of la this is when basically it was shown to the world that not even the united states in full war mode and plus this was already late in the game um with the Rockefeller money going into all the guns and the anti-aircraft guns and batteries and training of troops that the UFO could fly right over LA, the Hanabo turn on its force field and thousands of anti-aircraft rounds could be pumped into it over the course of hours. And they would just sit there and can't get to it. And it just dropped it away. And that was a, that's just, that's just a big fuck you to America, right? I mean, they flew over Washington DC couldn't get them because of their speed and agility we couldn't, uh, we, we couldn't even figure out how the fuck we would get them until we ourselves made up radar and scalar weapons like that, direct energy weapons. You couldn't do it physically with a conventional weapon, right? And this was only after the fact that treaties were signed. They went to Antarctica. Once we figured out radar and direct energy could attack them, we tried to go with Admiral Byrd down there to try to settle a score. Couldn't do it. Now, why we were trying to settle a score? Because they reneged on a policy of theirs. It's not a racist word. That's a uh, domino word, by the way. A which I'm reneged, where they went back on a deal. The deal the Germans had made with the Rockefeller government was you provide us all these conventional weapons and uh, basically, you know, rebuild our society industrially and we'll give you all the progress we make on UFOs and this ancient hollow earth societies that we're figuring out. We're all over the world. We're Tibet. We're in uh, Mexico, right? The NNR Bay is figuring this out at record speeds. We'll give you all of this. If you give us all of your shit, when he gave them all their money, the Rockefellers did. Well, the Germans basically said, thanks. Now they went to Antarctica. They, they basically migrated there. They built a fortress under the ice. They have all these UFO techs. They have the U-boats. They have all this uh, conventional money and weaponry. They, they don't need us for anything. And they're in South America politically, right? Like South America's hiding them, giving them alliance. So, America's like, okay, seriously mad at Germany at this point. Like, right? Like, not even in a good way, but as a, uh, you guys double crossed us on this deal, right? Two evil people, two wrongs don't make a right. And um, have to make up the lie, have to continue the lie that England and all these other countries are going to go with that Germany is not doing this. <laughs> that Germany has not just won the World War game, right? That not just basically put a gun to the world's head and said, you know, hey, you move wrong and you're dead type thing, right? You do everything I say when I say it or we'll fly to Washington DC and we'll level the White House. And there's not a damn thing you guys can do about it. So we started pursuing our own weapons program, rogue from the other nations. Most nations did this. The Russians started pursuing weapons programs. No one wanted to be victimized by the Germans who at this time were being called the fourth Reich or the not Waffen, the night fleet, right? The night force. Basically, they operated in the stars, they operated in the moon, they had a base on the moon, they built up in the 1940s and 50s with this extraterrestrially loaned technology, but it's all terrestrially based. Red mercury is what fuels it. Red mercury is found deep under subterranean levels in European mines and in the Middle East. Uh, who, Who was a great ally to the Nazi Germans? The Middle East. Iran named themselves Iran after the word Aryan because they respected the Third Reich so much. The Third Reich was mostly, I think, a quarter Muslim.
0: Yeah, this people don't know people, that. Yeah, there was a lot of Muslim, yeah, yeah like, Muslims like, in the ranks.
1: You're like, oh shit, it starts making sense, right? You're like, oh, they could easily have acquired all this through the ten years of expansive diplomatic work they did and in international work. Like I that. Like you know, uh, there are Mayan and Aztec pyramids in Central America that have pools, pools of mercury, and all can be scooped up. They don't even have to do any work. They just have to go to these mine and these these Mayan pyramids. Who, when they were in Mexico for ten years, Mexico had a great close relationship with Nazi Germany, and the Annanarvik could just collect the mercury, send it back on these massive convoy ships of the U-boats. Securely get it to where they needed, then use as UFO fuel for what it was intentionally for. UFO fuel. UFOs used to land, and the Mayans and Aztecs used to grab the mercury and siphon it back up to them. They were refueling depots for mercury, right? And the Mayans there had done all the mining work for them. Like I said, our original status as people was uh, slaves. So exactly, we slaves. We we took care of the starports. We took care of the colonies. We grew their food. We did all that shit for them. And they would fly around and entertain us with their spaceships and come out and and do the whole um, you know star people god thing. We loved it. We loved the ramp, like how Rick so, said. The ramp comes down slow. They get a hard on for the ramp. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know so, that's that's how it works. And we'd be like, yeah, the aliens are here. The gods came back, and the guy would so, come out like, I'm quit a quad And yeah, 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 like, yeah.
0: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That makes super sense because I was going to ask you is like during this time that like the Draco reptilians were like in charge and had like and owned this world, like were they here? Like I was going to say like a government sort of, but like right. what you're kind of describing is like they were flying around and they were basically just like showboating as gods. And, oh, so, like, they, and so that's what we saw them as, because I, I, I was wondering, like, during that time, like, how much would the normal person, uh, you know, think about, like, these are, this is our government or something. But they would actually look at these people as gods. Okay, so that makes people a lot would look more at sense. Them as
1: gods and demons. And that's the thing. They could play both sides of the field. They would play both sides. Uh, much the same way that if you did want to talk about the Anunnaki and the ancient Sumerians, two of their most powerful deities were uh, Zuzu and Lilith. And both of those are reptilians. Both of those have clawed, talon feet, they've wings, and they have the form of a man, but obviously not the you know, not the not the actual detail. You know, it's clear. If you just look at a statue of Pazuzu, it's a fucking reptilian. Right? And it's where we get this sign for the uh, you know, Lucifer thing where he has his one hand up and he's got the four wings, and his horrible, grotesque face, and Lilith too, Lilith obviously with her dark carnations, but Lilith was seen as a savior against Pazuzu. But Lilith will also demand child sacrifice. And stuff like that like so you see these things and you're like oh obviously this is why the world back then was so fucked up it was like conan the barbarian level fucked up where it was just like yeah it's some warlord who worships a snake james earl jones showed up and he killed all our family and like burned our village and crucified a guy because the snake god you know like told him to and he's like, really? like that that whole level of the, the 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 serpent bloodline so yeah the common person who worked on a farm and didn't travel more than five miles from where he was born may not see one or may not even know about it. But trust me, from the very top where we think, you know, these things like the, the thrones, the literally throne of steel type thing, that is where the reptilians would communicate and interfere with people. Temples, huge temples, anyone in the mystery schools, they would hide these reptilians inside these temples that were mostly subterranean ancient Greece and stuff. And when you went through the mystery, through to learn your ritual, they would appear as the. See,
0: this is what I was going to ask about how this connected to the secret schools and, like, uh, yeah. yeah, like the the Illuminati, things like the Freemasons, secret societies. So that was like those were people that were maybe allowed to communicate with the gods and things like that.
1: Yeah. Like, if you, like, if about, you like, reach Moses, a certain level. If you think about the Moses story absolutely where Moses is in the wilderness at a burning bush uh, speaks to him and tells him he's on his he's on this uh, holy assigned uh, duty to reclaim and free the Hebrews and that could easily have been a reptilian agent demanding his own people uh to any he, he devised this plot to do it and through his you know between him and uh, maybe a weaker uh absent um reptilian warlord or, 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 you know, like overlord was able to destroy this kingdom. And so you see a war between two reptilians and two different clans, but really it boils down to literally the formation of a religion that we know as Judaism. And that became Judeo-Christian and that became, uh, you know, Judeo-Christian Islam, which is the, the Abrahamic religion. And so you think maybe they were always connected to this reptilian mind matrix Uh, Soul Matrix thing, and that we're dealing with a pantheon of reptilians, Zeus being a reptilian, Um, you know, the Chinese deities being reptilians, the Dragon Kings, things like that, Quetzalcoatl being a plumed serpent, and that every ancient god in every ancient religion is reptilian at its very core
0: yeah it, well and also uh well th- some of the native americans talk about the ant people that came from underground and maybe some of those are the horned people that you're talking about are those well, you think some of the subterranean
1: there are like, insectilians. Uh, there, there okay so like yeah there are insectilians i'll go on and tell uh, and tell them more about the individual races it's kind of hard to put the piecemeal kind of thing so okay so after the knotwaffen arrives right we're gonna go so after the knotwaffen arrives, this is about the 19 late 40s 50s right um we make contact with the greys now we've been we've been good little dogs the 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 Waffen has ruled us right and it started expanding out they've already started the first colonies on mars et cetera, like that by this time now who are <laughs> the Grays? yeah the greys are actually uh another creation of the draco they are uh a biologically artificially created uh, tool species they're like like Roombas. They're like uh, smartphones. They're like computer calculators. They don't have a soul. They just have a purpose and a function, and they're highly specialized like insects, but they're not insects. They're made of plant material and different hormonal fluids. They're a weird genetic uh, uh, artificial creature, but they can clone each other. They can. They can. They're smart as hell. They're smart as fuck. They're like. They're super smart. They have no real soul, so no real connection to anything divine. They're super materialist. They're super much like, um, like, uh, just reason, just logic, just. just You
0: know what they sound like to me? Uh, They sound. I'm trying to remember the name of those guys that they that uh, the the create. They put the little scroll in the mouth, like golems. golems. Yeah, they sound like a
1: golem made out of. They they are. They're very much like familiars. They're very much like golems. Um, They can create but they've they've also lived enough that they've gained sentience and rebelled against the draco after the draco got their shit rocked and the clock uh cleaned by that venusian attack that rocked the world off its axis and destroyed their power grid here so a lot of them went underground a lot of them live underground in subterranean communities a lot of them fly in space uh there's an untold number of them and the ones that do rule are very sophisticated at power structures because of their intelligence. And we're talking these things are like the master organized criminals of the galaxy while still remaining so good at diplomacy and strategy that they have to, that they do everything legally because they're all about contracts and they're all about like uh, regulation and deals and communication, etc. But the thing that they want, and we discovered them in Area 51, We discovered them in El Duse underground, just living underneath the the ruined elements of the cities that they usually worked for, for the reptilians. We found them. They discovered us. They're not, they didn't, we didn't discover them in a point of weakness. They're the ones who were like, hey, you guys want anti-gravity? You want those force fields? You want to clone master races, super soldiers like they do? Hey, you want to, you know, you listen to Primus, want to stick nine inch nails in each one of your eyelids type thing? They came to us and they were like, hey, Eisenhower, come make a deal with us. We, wanna, they we were want to do
0: almost like biological robots.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's,
0: it's very interesting.
1: They, okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and they're more like plants. They're more like plants than animals. They just grow from like a seed. Like they just move. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they're, they're filled with chlorophyll and shit like that. They have green blood because it's made of chlorophyll and it, it's, it's very strange. They're an They don't have genitals because they're plants. Plants don't have genitals, in the the conventional have flowers, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and they don't eat, and thus they have no mouth. Really, they have no, but they do have the genetic. uh, The reason they look like this, and the reason why most humanoids look like people in the general form, like two arms, two legs, hands, feet, is because there is a reason why we look the way we do too. This is not our shape. This is the shape of almost all sentient life, because. plays out in a fractal and a fractal kind of fibonacci sequence where uh intelligent creatures get arms we get bilateral symmetry we get things like this we get a, a head with our sensory organs we get a digestive system that needs to be so long we get uh, we need legs you know we need we need equal amount of legs on both sides and you know we generally get this humanoid appearance because everything generally gets the humanoid appearance it's like it's very fascinating mathematically to think about that—that that it's on a atomic level or cellular level, just the way that it, it spirals out into what it looks like, regardless of the number of fingers and toes, regardless of the size or scale, or you know, if you got like, uh, you know, whatever insectilian blood or mammalian blood organs and things like that. The reason is you would kind of look—you would kind of look the not 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 you know mistakable, but you would look like. Like, hey, I got a hand. I got a hand. You know, like, hey, I got a yeah. hand. Yeah, there seems to be
0: a blueprint. Yeah, head, head, yeah, It's, it's a like similar it. blueprint for exactly. all of us. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's fascinating.
1: Um, just think of dolphins. If you, get, if you get a dolphin and you take all his meat off, they look kind of like, you know, mammals still. They have hands, like pronounced hand bones. You see thighs. You see the hips. You see the rib cage. Like, you kind of get it. Like, no matter what they really look like or what their environment, you're like, oh, shit. But that's why the graves look that way. But, um, but. <clears throat> through uh, uh, They wanted exchanges of people. They wanted biological samples. They wanted people. And they wanted genetic material from, from the surface, from people, from our livestock, from um, you know, everything that they wanted that they could find that they found interesting scientifically to research or to use in their own cloning. They wanted to be able to uh, harvest. Uh, it's called the silent harvest. And Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, agreed to this so that we could get our United States Space Force up in the air uh, and, and and compete militaristically with the NotWaffen, with the Dark Fleet, and to gain some political control back, right, to to take back some of the control over our destiny that we had, had stripped away from us by the Dark Fleet's technology and their their alliance with uh, the Reptilians. So at this time... Do
0: you think any of this, like 23andMe and any of this uh, that... You know, any of those things where they're, they're trying to, like, take your DNA, to, whatever that is, do you think that, that that this is being controlled by some of these uh, entities that want our DNA for, like, scientific purposes? Because I know that these corporations are, like, you know, <laughs> there's, there's I, they're reasons. not trying to give us our lineage. Like, no, they're looking for something, and yep. they're, you know, they're doing stuff with our DNA. Oh, and I don't trust that. these companies at all. <laughs>
1: Oh, don't, don't, don't at all. One of them, for example, that I know about, uh, 23andMe sold a lot of people's DNA profiles to weapons manufacturers and developers so that they could help create biological weapons that would genetically uh, target or target certain genetics. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah, so that's absolutely. What does. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that 23andMe really makes its money on. It's not the fact that you want to find out if you're Scotch-Irish. It's like... Yeah yeah whether or not they can collect millions of dna samples and give them to the fbi and so the fbi has already proven uh, has already done this they they've made arrests and uh and 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 caught some criminals because the dna provided by 23 and me so yeah. you're definitely going into the deep state dna pool if you agree to any of that um, dna like swap thing or or selling it to a corporation you can't you have no control over it once it leaves you you know like they they can do whatever they can make a clone of you they can do whatever they want and a lot of it goes to cloning a lot of it It goes to program and they clone uh people without even having to get them directly they just get their dna sample and they're like i guess i can make a hundred of this guy
0: yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. I, mean, I, I had a real quick question for you. What happened to the Venusians? Are they still <laughs> a key player oh, yeah. in our world now?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, let, me get, let me get to the Venusians because this is what it happens. After we're making the deals with the Greys, instantly while we're doing this, not instantly, but, you know, instantly, uh, while this entire com- like uh, uh, diplomacy is happening between us and the Greys, the first contact between us two, the Venusians appear with their representative – Valiant Thor. Valiant Thor looks just like a human being except he has two hearts and, and uh, gold in his blood and etc. He was obviously trained to assimilate Dude, with... I, I have, have to ask you about that in just a second.
0: Okay, yeah. you finish that and then I He's have a, a question
1: He's a Venusian. Yeah. He was a Venusian ambassador and an ally. They operate very differently than um, how we would operate because they'll only send one person with... You know, now, like I said, that movie, the day the Earth stood still, that is based on the Valiant Thor story, where he showed up, he demanded uh, access to our leadership, he demanded them because we were going to make these. He knew we all, you know, he was a genius. He knew all these things about astronomy and everything. We didn't believe him because he looked so regular, but he was like, "I have to look like this because you know, you guys won't trust me if I don't. I can't use force. You have to trust me that I'm, you know, going to surrender myself to you." We held him in military prison. Uh, he, we was absolutely at our mercy, but at the same time. He wasn't because he had this nanotechnology around him. What you see him wearing is a suit. That's not a suit. That's a robot. That's nanotechnology robot that appears as a suit, but could be literally anything at once and and appear as anything at once. So, yeah, he was never unarmed. Um, That's fascinating. also, Also, they travel through the time. They travel through time. He knows how time would play out. He just has to perform what he already has known he was going to do. And that is not get sorry to get Eisenhower not to agree fully to the deal that the Greys wanted to give us. And the Greys wanted to openly colonize America and the world by 1980. They wanted to openly just be on the wor- in the world on the surface, flying in our skies by 1980. Which by this time, 1950, that's 30 years away, right? They told them not to do that, that the Greys don't have our best interest in mind. They take over the world if they're too aggressive. They give them an inch, they'll take a mile type thing, right? We're not smart enough to understand their nature, right? So we went with the Venusians. The Greys were super pissed at this, and so were a lot of people in the government, especially the military-industrial complex. They started a relationship off the books with the Greys. The Greys started abducting human beings against the will of the uh, Earth Alliance world government, at this time ruled by the USA. Uh, They started taking people in mass numbers all around the world, taking cattle, etc. So the Venusians started building up the United States military to form Solar Warden and the uh, diplomatic sphere, Atlantis Rising. They started giving us a lot of occult, what we would know as occult secrets, new age thinking. This was the age of Aquarius. This was the 1960s. This was the time of the social revolution. And this was... When, when all that shit started getting very interesting, we were literally having to design uh, flying battleships, deep space ports, high grade laser weapons, rail guns, uh, gauze weaponry, direct energy weapons of all kinds, scalar radar weaponry was always our uh, signature silver bullet because we can electrically charge the neutrinos inside an object and basically have it disintegrate, which is the disintegrator, you know, beam. I know it sounds very sci-fi, but this was the time when it was being invented. The disintegrator beam is the charging of neutrinos, the dissolving of atomic bonds in the nuclear uh, structure. And you literally, your atoms just fall off. Like, your atoms just fall apart to nothing, right? Like that's literally the weaponry we were designing in the sixties. By the time we were still figuring out how to really get our shit together. We had bases of uh, people on the moon. We had space labs. We had space stations. We had, um, you know, a small number of completely retrofitted uh, UFO squadrons or what we would call UFO flying saucer squadrons that could fly from Earth to space and defend our atmosphere. Uh, but basically, we were still <clears throat> now reliant on the Notwaffen Dark Fleet, who we were originally going to fight to help us secure and expand and get us off the ground. So we were put at a very, like, see, the Notwaffen is an ally to the earth alliance it is a part of the earth alliance it and it's and it's a it's smaller business group the icc the interplanetary corporation conglomerate operate on mars and in moons off of jupiter now which is literally out of the range from any retaliation available by solar warden or anything from the earth alliance so, so anyway,
0: I just have one quick question because I want to keep up. So, I'm, uh, so what happened with the Germans and the nakwaffen And they had made an agreement with the Vril, right? Yeah. And so they're working, and they're in Earth interests. Okay. Then part of our military-industrial complex made an agreement with the Graves, yeah. and the rest of Earth made an agreement with, uh, with the well, with the rest of the with the Venusians. Venusians yeah. Okay, now, and yeah, so that- do these. So we have three uh, parts of Earth that have like uh, different uh, alliances. Are they in combat with each other?
1: Uh, Not yes. Sometimes they were in open skirmishes. Now, here's the thing. Diplomatically, the major power is the Ashtar High Command, who already operates and basically controls the solar system at this time. And who are they? The Astral High Command is the military alliance created by the Venusians. Or,
0: With the Venusians, sorry,
1: okay. okay, not created by. It's it's they lead it. They lead it, but it was created by what we now know as the Galactic Federation of Light. The Galactic okay. Federation of Light is beyond our, um, beyond our control, beyond our scope of understanding. That is literally a galactic or galactic arm-sized uh, governing body, authoritative body on all things that happen in the cosmos including uh interactions between so way
0: bigger than earth <laughs>
1: <laughs> way yeah. bigger way yeah. bigger. Like, like so They said they we're create, over here
0: having our own drama but there's yeah. way bigger yeah. stuff going on okay yeah, so, so we're on yeah. earth
1: at the very bottom the so galactic federation of lights is the largest thing you get uh they yeah. noticed some shit going on on earth right reptilians taking over doing all the genetic experiments expanding illegally right taking over hmm. uh mars they took over other planets Illegally, without the permission from the very top. Spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, they were doing it the wrong way, the evil way, right? Stripping people of their freedoms, eating people, etc. Literally devouring their souls, which is against the Galactic Federation of Light. So, from the top down, they start assembling different forces uh, together, all called the Ashtar High Command. Okay. Now, this is after because the, the Venusian leader is Ashtar. And they came down to our solar system, had this thousand millennia war, whatever. Like this thousands of years over the course of millennium, had this war uh, destroyed and defeated the uh, Ryan Draco, but doing it in a positive, good side of the Force way. Like I said, it's very, it's very frustrating for human beings to think about because we don't operate necessarily always on the good side of the Force, right? We yeah. we would strike a man down without mercy. They have to think about things like ramifications karmically and things like that. So it took them a lot of time. But eventually they did free us. And remember they, they work on a timeline. They're, they're, they're quantumly immortal. They can just they they took their time, a thousand years of our time to do this. But eventually the Orion Draco are now very they're actually kicked out of our solar system uh, currently but over time they were defeating them. They were they were basically corralling them. Uh, taming them, domesticating the Orion Draco through these uh, forces, the, 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 the wars that they had, the battles that they would have, and uh, also nurturing and protecting and raising mankind now currently their energy vibration level to the point that we both first could be free and now can handle our freedom with morality and ethics, right? So that's a, um, a big part of theirs. They allow the people, the Nottwaffen, for example, to make the deal in agreement for the Orion Draco because the Orion Draco, they know, are defeated, and they know that even though they can teach them, they can help, they can they can have the humans help them. It's still not the same as having a full-on Orion Draco like like um, empire operating, right? So it's Orion Draco ethics and uh, intelligence and philosophy, and it's until intell- it's Orion Draco culture, right? It's like if the ghosts of this this former empire uh are, are just giving you the information and they're they're guiding you, but they're still just ghosts. You know, like there's not really any more Orion Draco. Like after their empire's already decreased, uh, they've been reduced down to like 10% of their, their original, like, you know, existence. Right. And so yeah. the the, the notwaffen are they're independent, they're rogue. In this whole thing, right now, right now, in this point of conversation in the, the timeline, we're at the, about the year 1980, 1980, okay. 1990. There's Solar Warden, controlled by the United States Navy, uh, and different various Earth Alliance factions, right? They're the officially sponsored, uh, Earth Protective Defense Force, they're the officially sponsored, um, like, uh, human space fleet, right? And they have, are
0: aligned with the Venusians.
1: Yes. That's that. okay. They're given all the support, all the alliance with the Astro High Command. Would you uh, say it, the
0: Deep State, is? The, are they the ones that are tied in with the
1: Greys? That's, that's what I was going to get. The Deep State or with okay. the Greys, they're still profiting from it. But at the same time, they do it like illegally. Like if you worked with the Mafia or if you ran a legitimate business with that intention, everything you do, has you have to watch your shit. You have to be constantly paranoid, secret. That's why Area 51 exists. That's why they have these underground deep bunkers. That's why they have all this shady shit go on. Do
0: <laughs> no, you are- think that the underground folks, those uh, those horned gentlemen, are they still in play? Are they still oh, doing stuff, or are they just kind of like hanging out downstairs right now?
1: You no, know, this is all going on at the same time. Everything is happening okay. at the same time. So um, while we push into space, we also push into Earth. While we venture into the stars we venture into the seas we venture into our own domain further and further but it's easier to go into space and it's easier to build a colony on mars than it is to build at the level in the hollow earth where these beings live or it's yeah. easier to build on the moon than it is to build on the bottom of the ocean because of all the pressures and forces and hostilities and we honestly are not at a density that thrives in these environments, because of our basic biological needs, you have to wear yeah. like a the naked
0: monkeys. Yeah, yeah
1: like, <laughs> like they operate near lava and shit. Like, they live in the side of like volcanoes. Well, I was saying, like, they, like, it literally is like you're dealing with demons in hell. And it's when it's not uh, a completely like hostile environment with like acid rain falling like off from the ceiling and like lava rivers, you know, like, like going around, it's like jungles with literal godzillas walking around and shit and spiders like king kong side fucking like you know shit going around like skull island which is what they're showing you that even while we think we control the world that we like we don't and that these societies exist literally because they are hyper evolved to these extreme environments now they don't survive in our environment very well they don't. That's the thing. They they don't operate in our density at all. Just like we don't operate in their density. And this is why there's very little intersection. Stay safe. Stay in the cities, right? Stay in where the light is. Stay where the street lights. So why do you think we have street lights? Why do you think we have that shit? Because it literally is repellent for these things. I'm saying like it's literally, um, like cell towers. Cell towers are not what people think. Cell towers are to z- like zap these things. Like they're like bug zappers. Like they literally fascinating. That was, is.
0: Fascinating.
1: and as I'm saying like it's the idea that it, yes, they operate. yes, our skirmishes exist yes our contact exists research exists uh, we're going down look at the story of Phil Schneider. Phil Schneider uh, spoke about this Battle of El Dulce in 1976, right So they were digging the tunnels, digging the shafts to go into the bases. What happened? They dug straight through a wall uh, of a cavern that was the high density societies, right And this term a gray. Uh, they went down there, he went down there in his space suit, right, he had a sidearm, looks up, sees two greys standing there, they do, the, they do the thing, he shoots one of them, you know, he does the thing, lightning blasts them, boom, they're not unarmed, let's talk about their physiology, it, it's not like an army is as dangerous as its strongest and biggest guy, no, it's about the weapons they have. It's about the training, the discipline, right? Sometimes you meet a bunch of pussies. Sometimes you meet like hardcore fucking Navy Seals who are like, you know, they're both human. They're they're just still what you know. So like, that's when the fucking battle happened, and the military had known about it because they had green berets, black berets. They had Navy, uh, Army Rangers in waiting, right, fully kitted and waiting. And as soon as this dropped, they ran in. They ran in and started blasting. And it was rumored that they freed 34,000 people who were captured and imprisoned in this cavern. Now, this is what I'm talking about. Skirmishes and stuff. I didn't make that. That's Phil Schneider's story. Phil Schneider was talking about that in the 90s. This happened in 1976. It's been verified. There were survivors.
0: So there's one thing I have to ask you about real fast. We were talking about the Venusians. We were talking about, um, I can't remember his name now, but the guy that came down here. Yeah. A Valiant Thor, there you go. And you said that he had two hearts, but you also mentioned something that I thought was really interesting. You said that he had gold mm-hmm. blood. Yes. So um, I actually had a gentleman on my show here uh, not that long ago. Um, his name is – or he goes by Texorcist. He's a great dude, really fucking brilliant dude. And he he has what's called RH Null blood, if you're familiar with that. And it's the rarest blood type on the planet. Um, he can be a donor to anyone, even to animals, but mm-hmm. no one can be a donor to him unless they also have null blood. And it is so rare that since around the 1960s when they discovered it, there's only been like 15 people that have had this blood type, and they call them gold blood.
1: Mm-hmm. Their
0: blood is golden.
1: That's Do you think about there's gold? a
0: Venusian connection?
1: Um, I was actually talking about the real gold itself because... Um, oh, okay. They 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 ingest heavy metals, like we ingest vitamins and minerals. And they they have this thing called ormos and monatomic gold. And monatomic mm. gold allows them to achieve the level of psychic ability that let, let, makes them basically the like the greatest psychics you one would ever meet. It's this idea that they are um, highly refined. Um, the The ancient Egyptians, the ancient Aztecs used to do it too. The Inca. Where they would cover their emperor in gold and goldflake, so that the body can absorb as much of that as possible, and it does give you, uh, a higher level of frequency because you become an antenna, you become um, uh, receptive and conductive to direct energy forces, and that's okay. what I guess. Literally, if you cut his, if you cut his veins, it would appear like liquid gold pouring out of his veins. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, yeah, that's identical. fascinating. But it is it is actually like, no he had he had literally gold and high precious metals in his blood, and, that, okay. and so, much so that it would color it, it would color it and give it a distinctive hue. Um, but yes, to go back into the idea that these skirmishes and these high density sizes, this, this just, they are what's known as ultra terrestrials. And yes, a lot of information came out in the, the when we started getting the dominance of the skies, we started getting dominance of the hollow earth, we started getting dominance of the ocean, right. I don't think we can be defeated now, in any way. Even if they all agreed, but we have actually signed peace treaties. We have diplomacy. We have um, contact with them, except for the most hostile and the deepest of them. But generally, we have, ex- or we are starting to explore and colonize their regions as well, uh, with without fear, because we have weapons against them. We are currently, right now, for example, in a underground war, subterranean war against hostile remnants of these forces of these civilizations that are too close to the city that won't stop their uh, uh attacks or raids on the human population um and that's something that's been going on for the last couple of years they like, look it up the army the military the marines the the uh world's militaries are training troops to fight underground wars, they're spending billions of dollars to fight in bunkers, to fight in uh, tunnels, to fight in mines. And the military strategists are talking about openly that there are 10,000 plus underground cities that could possibly be hostile staging areas for enemy forces in the world. And this isn't, this, they want you to think it's always a war between people, but it's not people didn't make 10,000 underground cities. Yeah. That, that that's literally the 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 contingency plan is that everything that we're developing to fight wars is not for the skirmishes between tribes of people but against these other species and has been for the last 100 years since world war 1. We've known about this existence of war 1. Everything from Vietnam, the Gulf War, war on terror, uh Grenada, Panama, all military actions, Vietnam, all of it, uh, have been against these societies, not against people. And when we have fought people, it's a game. It's a theatrical strategy game played just so that they can get the real carnage on tape to better sell the story. A lot of the battles that happened in War II on the islands... That was done between two Freemasonic generals sacrificing their soldiers merely for the videotapes of dead Marines buried half in the sand on Iwo Jima. So they could show that film in movie theaters in America and say, do you see? Do you see that we're dying over there by war bonds? Do you see why your son has to go to get drafted? Do you see why this, we have to build the atomic bomb? And no one even thinks, no one even thinks that this could be a, a, an act or a fake, because it's called a snuff film. And they just yeah. make, it's all, all war is a theater. All war is staged. And it has, like, why was there a cameraman there? Because yeah. that was the most important thing. Not the beach, not the island, the film. The film of men dying. Because you can convince people of your lie when you have real blood on it. And this is how the game has been going on. And they're master deceivers. They they exist in secret societies. Deception is their number one forte, right? Like as a tribe. And so uh, there's no way around it. They are absolutely lying to us about this one major secret. That is, we are not alone. And not only are we not alone, we are working with the others. The others, we have met them. They are us. And we are absolutely seeing eye to eye now. And if we told you the truth, you would demand that. You would demand access to it. You would demand the truth to be told to you. And never again could we lie to you to keep you in control. Now, it's not necessarily that we want to lie to ourselves now. Trump, for example, wanted to tell the truth in 2017. And the extraterrestrials told him no. And this is according to a... who were Academy. those
0: extraterrestrials that told them no? Was that from the Galactic Federation of Light, yeah. or was, that was okay? The
1: yeah, that was the, see. So the good guys, the quote unquote, but they're still keeping the secret because the secret is important to them in this timeline that they're creating. Hmm. Now it's not for people to understand or be able to to demand uh, be revoked. I agree with it. I believe the secret sucks. I believe the truth should be told. That's why I'm telling the truth. Right. Yeah. But I also believe that the secret is a test. And the test is when are people just going to say enough's enough? Fuck it. Stop lying to us. We already know. And we don't need you to tell us what we already know. And I think that's the test that they want to put us through. You know? And when yeah. We- I had
0: another thought too about a test. It's like, I'm just, because this is something that goes through my mind a lot, right? So I have, you know, some Gnostic ideas and I've had these interesting conversations. Actually, Um, one was with uh, David Icke and his new book is about the trap, right? And so there's this, he he talks about this energy force field that's over the planet Earth and that we are reincarnating and that we can't penetrate that firmament or whatever you want to call it without vibrating at a certain frequency. Right, and so I was thinking this this frequency, um, and we we discussed it. It was about higher frequencies, so like love and light and kindness and compassion, and these frequencies. If you are vibrating at these frequencies, that's like a key to enter and exit through whatever that firmament is. And so we had this like to me, that is what Jesus is, right? So he says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can leave or go to heaven." except through me, and I was like, what if Jesus is a frequency, right, It says God is love, right, so that, like, what he's saying is you have to vibrate at these frequencies to enter heaven, but like, I was almost thinking about taking this into the physical realm, it's like, maybe we're not ready, like, maybe the Galactic Federation of Light doesn't think that we are ready to go to the stars and go and do, like, be like a, a real member of the Federation until Earth like stops wars, stops fighting with each other, stops killing each other. And it's like almost as a humanity, we have to achieve that level of love and frequency to, to be able to leave this place. Is there something to that? Like,
1: yes, that's very accurate. And I believe that same thing. Like, okay. So there are two break, there are two societies of human beings, right? Human beings are already divided. Now there are the, the breakaway civilization inside the earth Alliance, a number in hundreds of millions already off world on Mars on the moon who know the truth who live mm-hmm. full time in the truth who deal with extraterrestrials they may not meet them personally like I may not meet a panda bear personally but I can research I have the freedom of knowledge to understand that this is real right I can watch documentary on it I can enjoy the fact that my society has this like as a truth um now we live Unfortunately, we find ourselves in the second but much larger group of people, the people who are in spiritual rehab, like I said, under the bubble. There's above the bubble, which there already is 100 million plus people. And it's growing because of all the cloning and all the additions of people and the training and the induction into this society. Do you consider the much.
0: clones people? Yes,
1: doesn't. Do they have a soul? Yes.
0: Are they a true individual?
1: Yes, they are. And in many ways, okay. um, curious. they are the future in many ways. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, they were our past because the people who were created after the Great Reset were clones. Yeah. The great orphan trains, for example. Yeah, clones. yeah um, I love that. And so it like human life is human life. Human a human body is a vessel for um, for spirits um, and spirits have no species. Exactly, man. So yeah, these exactly. forces, exactly. Like you, you get this just all forces, and then you're like a vessel, and all these things mixed together. Your energies mixed together to create what they know as a human soul, and your spirits is Loki. Uh, now there is some. Now there is some crazy shit that goes on with the cloning program and the secret space program, where they get a person's soul and they cut it into pieces and they plant that soul into certain clones, so that person's clone is like more of a spiritual clone than uh, just a physical clone. But if you're just a physical clone, you have a unique personality. You have a unique way of thinking and living because of your environment and because of those forces. And just because you're a physical clone of somebody does not mean your name is the same, does not mean you like the same flavored ice cream, does not mean you have the same taste in things. But also, if you're a spiritual clone, does not mean you have the same body. There are stories of twins, who were adopted and, and separated from birth. And when yeah. they meet each other, they're like the exact same person. They have the same <laughs> car. They have the same type of wife. They, have, they live in the same kind of house. They have the same kind of like view on world life and things. And so that is what was researched by the Darkwing Fleet, Dr. Mengele. They researched what was the connection between souls and bodies, twins, etc. And <clears throat> everyone knows twins, are that closest natural phenomenon to cloning, right? And you don't have to be identical twins to be very close twins. And also very identical twins can be very different people. Yeah. And so they started playing more with the spiritual side of cloning. And that's why it's like, that's the crazier shit than me than just thinking that, yeah, people are mass produced in batches. You're, you're a number of 300 of 500 clones that look all exactly like you, right? You're a clone trooper and you're sitting there eating your meal and training And they put on the armor and stuff, so you're all like a clone trooper. But you still could have uh, your own dreams, your own goals, your independent streak. You know, your own things that make you you, because that's just how life is. And know what? You may not even want to do that. You may. I said they could be like, you're a clone. You're gonna go fight. You're like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't. I have my own reasons and and motivation
0: you might have like deep similarities just because of our genetics but like every single person is an individual because of the different experiences that we've had and different things that have shaped us and traumas that have created different things and
1: paths in our lives exactly now now get into this idea of the modern day so i said now at the 80s we're dealing with all this we're kicking ass we're taking names uh we got our alliances good uh the, the spirit of the balance begins to shift in the 90s. Now, I got into the secret space program when I was nine years old in 1996, when uh, the US Navy performed what they call a MyLab, a military abduction. And they entered my room, asked me to volunteer for the secret space fleet, uh, asked me if I wanted to be a hero, uh, just like the X-Men. I said yes. We so
0: that's fascinating they still want your consent even if you're yes. a child and you don't exactly know what you're agreeing to yes. they still yes. ask you yeah it's honestly. all about the
1: spiritual consent and etc yeah. exactly They cannot take you like i said they have to operate on the good side of the force this is what makes them quote unquote good guys but the idea that they are all good and like you know innocent and sinless and nothing is corrupt or wrong or The violence that was performed in the solar warden or the the regiment or the training or the brutality of the slavery, uh, the knighthoods and things like that, that it's not, I say, but they have to operate with consent. They have to operate with consent as that is free will and free will is most important as an elemental reality, right? Is free will because free will means harmony with the universe and harmony with um, the, the timeline, right? Uh, The way you feel good about things is if you're going with the flow, if you're, if everything is happening as it should be, you will have that good, positive vibe. If not, then you will have a bad feeling about this. Right. And they can't do the 20 year and back with people who are not volunteers. And it's just because I can't. It fucks up the At whole.
0: Anytime, can you, could you have retracted your consent? Could <laughs> no. you have said, take me home? Okay. No. So it's just no. that first time you said, okay. And they, because told. when you,
1: yeah, because yeah. when you're signed up, you are signed now into a knighthood. And a knighthood is an oath. And an oath is unbreakable. Now, you could have uh, chosen or volunteered to do specific things that to your moral code and everything. But Solar Warden is not about volunteering. It's not about choice. It's about, Um, absolute steel discipline and knighthood, slavery of individuals, children, really children soldiers. Most of them are very young, from the ages of single digits to um, their teens. They only last twenty years. So I was twenty nine at the oldest point in this experience. I was twenty nine. This reminded
0: me when I I heard you uh, describe this on another podcast, and this reminded me of Ender's Game. Have have you ever read that book? Yeah. Because yeah, that Ender's Game was written lines. by Orson
1: Scott yeah. Card. Orson Scott Card was a Mormon and an insider to the training programs of Mormon children during the first years of Solar Warden during the 1960s and 70s. Interesting. Yeah, I, I love Orson Scott card. card. I
0: love Ender's Game. I, that that series is fantastic. Dude. Was the definitely Shadow awesome. Series. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> Most of the officer classes are Mormons. Interesting. Very, very interesting. The Mormon stock, most of the pilots, most of the officers, most of the... most
0: of the CIA and FBI and all of those secret agents, a ton of them are Mormon, yeah.
1: Mormon. So Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game is absolutely the disclosure on the educations of leadership at a a modern earth, globalist government. It was absolutely predictive programming. It was absolutely the disclosure of the first space wars that we were occupying ourselves with and the first wars against extraterrestrial, ultra terrestrial species. Like I said, the idea of the insectilians now comes into play. Uh, We were first starting to get our contact with the insectilians as scouts and everything. And just like ants, they bite if you disturb them. And and that led to a lot of conflicts. Who is the enemy in Ender's game? A rogue fleet of insects who communicate with a hive mind psychically. And it's through the uh, heroism of humanity that we survive an invasion. But then our plan is to go blow up their planet. Remember, that's the plan. Remember, they were like, okay, we'll blow up the fucking planet. right? They showed up here. We got to show up back over there and blow up their planet. And that's how we're going to win. And we're going to lie to these kids. We're going to lie to everybody on Earth and not tell them what we're doing.
0: Yeah, it's just a video
1: game. It's just a video. It's just, it's just <laughs> yeah. a game, guys. It's just a game. And then we're going to get these kids fucking make them generals and make them like leaders of our literal drone and human being forces that are operating light years in advance. And that's how the chain of command is going to be so separate. So, so that's how it works in the word too. When you're on a ship in Solar Warden, Your fate is being decided by supercomputers inside mountains in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado, you know, because like I said, you know, because you, you can get access to this. If you don't want to remain willfully ignorant, they will upfront tell you that their entire battle plans, their fleets are controlled by supercomputers that are millions of times smarter than human beings, safely kept deep underground, under the Rocky Mountains, and in different mountain points in the world, and that they send the broadcast orders out, and manipulate the fleet's maneuver, uh, you know, and basically strategize. They do all this, and you have no control over your fate. So like I said, you could be on the ship, and somebody, something, gets you killed. Yeah. It's because they made a mistake, or because they yeah. sacrificed you, or because they chose to put you in this place. If something happened, mistakes happen. It's a very dangerous occupation. It's very uh, humbling. It's very, it takes away all your power. Even when you have the power, you realize that you don't. Because as you grow up, as you age into this system, and luckily for me, I was actually at the age of nine, recognized to be psychic and latently psychic. And the extraterrestrials, the Venusians in the Astro High Command chose to recruit me as a, kind of a co-education forward exchange program where they would take different species psychic youth, their juveniles, and try to raise them and the ways of the psychics and the psionics of the Venusian culture by teaching them the different disciplines and ways of controlling it. Uh, What we would know as the Stargate program, astral projection, remote viewing, is just like a 10th of what they really do. It's telekinesis, psychokinesis, things like that. They absolutely operate on those levels and they can—they know they can train us to as well. Because of that, I was always connected to intelligence from there on in. I was Even when I was asked to serve, it was a temporary respite from the constant research and psychic investigations of these things, technologies, groups, factions, motivations, historical figures, historical moments, et cetera, which is why I consider myself more of a historian because I was constantly just uploading data from the history of all of these different groups. Because as a psychic, that's what your job is. Like I said. So now that you have these abilities, you have this power. Well, it's not yours. You have to do this for them. You have to because it's your oath. And just like a knight, it's intentionally designed, almost as if the universe wants it to, to counteract all of your inner desires. When you want to sit down, they tell you to stand up. When you want to stand up, they tell you to stay sitting. When you want to sleep, they say stay awake. When you want to stay awake, they tell you to sleep. Like that, do you understand?
0: Yeah. Like yeah.
1: they, it's it's far longer. It's far more than telling you when to piss, shit, shave. It's literally controlling every moment of your existence to the point. It of is when- that. Is that
0: about uh, sort of like breaking your nature and making you obedient? So they like make you do the opposite of what your body's telling you to do and, the and just getting of, you to obey. And
1: Yeah, it's the demands of Solar Warden yeah. itself. It's the demands of the military operation, the military culture of Solar Warden itself. It's yeah. much more like a knighthood, like joining the Knights Templar, like joining a Shaolin monk group than it is joining the Marine Corps, than it is joining the U.S. Army. You're not going to be uh, joking and smoking with your bros, you know, on R&R. You're, you're, you, you join the Shaolin monks. There is no way out of this. You know, forever you are part of this group. Every single waking moment of your day is towards the temple and towards the order of the Shaolin monk. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's like knight, knighthood. You are now a knight. You are a knight of the cross. You don't have any free time. You don't have any personal uh, opinions anymore. You don't have any personal choices anymore. Right? Like, we ride, we ride. Like, right? Like, for the knightly order, for the crusade errant, for all of that. Like, it's a much higher. But you've signed these oaths. You've agreed to it. You've become imbued with this higher gestalt consciousness. Right? And so that's Solar in 20 years back. But you're also very young. And the oldest i ever was was 29 i'm 36 now so i'm saying like that so the idea of it like being like wow like kids kids 20 20 year olds are, are leading a bunch of like 14 year olds in a war and shit
0: so i have a real quick question for you um So did this happen? So so I guess, and and I think that I I maybe you answered this in an interview that I heard you before, but I can't remember exactly. So you were nine years old. You were taken. Was there was there a clone of you left here, or like did you live out your life here from like nine to twenty nine? Was do you have any memories of like being here and living a life here, Uh, or were you like? Partially psychically taken to this place.
1: No, I was I was physically taken in body twenty years. Now, what happened with the twenty year in back program? Like it happens with everybody's twenty year in back program, is like um, okay. So, so, so this is like a timeline, right? Okay. So this is like, say, this part right here would be like your default delta timeline or your prime timeline, right? This is if it never happened to me, I would have gone about my day every second. Yeah. Okay. So they come right here, take you, they put you up into a derivative timeline, a new timeline. You go forward 20 years. This timeline hasn't moved forward yet. Okay. As you go 20 years now, this is playing out as you just disappearing, right? You are gone, but for all intents and purposes, it hasn't happened yet because you haven't come back to it. So yes, I was say in my opinion, for my research, I was taken and I just disappeared. And for every missing kid, that's what happened to them. Every of the hundred thousand missing kids that just disappear without a trace, they are taken into these programs. And for 20 years you are allowed to not exist. You are just gone. Now, unless something happens to you, or you either just decide to become a lifelong member or you something happens and they can't return you for any reason, you stay missing. You are a missing kid who never was found and you just disappeared. When they send you back, then after twenty years, they send you back. It's like you know a delta. You go up, then you triangulate back down. That's the that's the the hypotenuse right there. Travel all the way back down to when they took you. Now you're back in your bed. You've aged, regressed. You've been returned. It's like it never happened, and you just go yes, about good. your day. Now you have these memories.
0: That's the what I was going to ask
1: about. Yet, yeah. The thing though He's- is, when they physically return you, you have become again a child. Your body is now a child's. You don't have the neurons made yet that you need to, co- to access memories that you have made in this alternate timeline. You have to grow into it. Your brain literally has to get those pathways grown into itself again so that it has a chance of recollecting those memories. Do you know what the Akashic Records are? Yes. This is like a reason. Yeah. So the Akashic Records control every single piece of data and information that happens in the consciousness. Cosmos, right? Like every single living thing contributes and it can't be edited. It can't be erased. It's saved there forever. And all you need to do is knock on the door to get it. Right? Yeah. Meditation. It's like
0: the galaxy's blockchain. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Now, when you grow up, obviously, you don't know anything about this, but you're getting memories, you're getting images, you're getting consistencies, and you're getting this all your life. Now, 20 years of living is a long time of daily, everyday memory building, working memory building process. You got to go to school, your family, your loves, your losses, your hopes, dreams. Their intention is for you to replace the 20 years with that 20 years. Right? They, they, they hope you forget. They hope you don't. You just think that they were dreams. They were childhood fantasies. They were um, things right? That weren't real. While your real, quote unquote, life, the new 20 years is right in front of you. And that's the only thing that's real. This is also why the big lie exists because they don't have to then answer or justify anything that happened to you. They don't have to be responsible. Would this
0: explain for some people
1: that they feel like they've lived past lives? Yes. Well, I mean, not even past lives, but the fact that say, for example, when I returned back, I had 20 years of maturity and uh, emotional baggage, etc., cetera, compared to a natural nine-year-old. And I was considered extremely mature for my age. I attended honor roll societies, very academic. I went to college with a full paid scholarship. I got married at the age of 23, uh, joined the Navy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? like I had all this because I wasn't a typical man of that age. I was 20 years more mature then that number meant, right? Like at the age of 14, I was like a 34 year old man on the inside. Just able to, I I mean, nothing, nothing like that's psychologically uh, burdening in a way that people can't explain, but it's absolutely a part of the phenomenon. Everyone who does this, it goes through it is super mature is super spiritual is super aware of the military or the news or politics hyper smart in a professional field, like accounting or something. And they can't explain why. A lot of people have drug problems, alcohol addiction, uh, you know, sex addiction, things like that, because they can't explain why. Not yes. they were abused in this timeline, but because they were traumatized by the very serious, like I said, very serious military experience of Solar Warden off world or in the hollow earth or on these colonies etc. Even the training uh, can kill you. And the level of technology is so great that they can just bring you back alive as a clone, etc. And so the trauma is on a psychic or emotional Akashic record level, right? So people can just be sitting there and all of a sudden get an amazing drop of sorrow and pain and regret. Because at that point, in the alternate timeline in the Akashic records, They might have literally died, but they're just sitting there on their couch crying and feeling this pain that they emotionally cannot bring up and are explained. And this is the idea of this quantum line travel, like people who have fallen in love during Solar Warden are separated from their twin flames, their love of their life to never know or or meet them ever again. And thus they live their lives with this feeling of like uh, longing and love. And I've talked about that extensively in my YouTube videos. Those are the kinds of aspects of this program that verify it to me that that's the way that the timeline works. They don't replace you with a clone and then you just kind of like come back and you're like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Like it's this super emotional burden that they put on you. It's living two lifetimes. And they just put that on you. So like, I guess
0: my question would be, why is it exactly that they need to do that if they can clone us? Is well, there something about us in general, or could they just make an army of clones? Solar
1: or? Warden does not use clones. Solar Warden okay. is defined by their free volunteer force. The only people who use clones are okay, so the ICC and not Notwaffen, use clones extensively to replenish their numbers. Now, The
0: ICC? Which one is that?
1: so uh the groups that exist by the time that i'm recruited are yeah. not Waffen, are the fourth reich uh mm-hmm. their group the icc or it's an independent group there is so that's a military group that's rogue not enemies with the icc waters, but yeah no um the the not Waffen. okay uh, the, yes the, yes the, the icc is the inter interplanetary corporate conglomerate um the ice icc i would call them ice uh, they are a cartel of interplanetary merchants, miners, industrialists, uh, cloners. Uh, they build. A, they build everything out there. They build all the structures, all the colonies. They build all the mines, all the mining plants, all the shipyards, all the spaceports. Anything that needs to be built in space or needs to be built on the Earth, top secret. The ICC does. They have. All the money in the world. They have infinite amount of supplies. They do the asteroid mining. They have the bases on Mars. They have all that shit. Their main central location is on Mars, not even on Earth. Their membership is made up of every single business on Earth. Every single business on Earth so contributes to it. From Halliburton, BlackRock, all of that. They control from the top down. The reason why they're the Notwaffens group, but not the Notwaffen, is the Notwaffen uses them to maintain peaceful diplomatic powers on Earth and abroad, because they control literally all the space trucks. They control literally the food supply. They control literally the air supply. You need a new ship, they can make it for you. So, exactly. the
0: ICC, the Interplanetary Corporate Conglomerate, is that like the people that are controlling the big banking systems? Or are they the. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, those are those evil bastards that keep yeah. us in this like slave mentality. And
1: yeah. Which is why I said That's they're right. rogue. They're rogue. Yeah. Because uh, they're not rogue; they're independent. But
0: they, they have to work have with, them.
1: yeah, like they're the solar
0: warden they're and everyone. And
1: customers, uh, they don't yeah. exist. In the void, but at the same time, they're considered. They they their leadership is considered a dictatorship on Mars's surface. Uh, they are considered uh, absolutely ruthless uh, uh, mafiosos, in, in every sense of the word, uh, they are absolutely um, willing to be outlaw and pursue their research as long as it makes them their final cut their money uh they have actually done most of the exploring in the solar system for example and have dealt with most of the relationships with extraterrestrials and building those they have rumored to be in contact with 900 species that they regularly trade with 900 extraterrestrial species that the icc directly trades with within our solar system and that includes species from other solar systems that travel inward to trade with us for our technology. They, uh, We are considered ex- expert engineers, as well as they trade the natural resources from our territory, such as Earth. Um, one of their biggest exports is um, marine life because it's considered a delicatessen. And that explains why there's so much fishing in the world, not to feed the populations of the world, but because those fish are sold to other species who consider it just uh, absolutely, a luxury. I know it sounds weird, but that's that kind of stuff. They mine asteroids. They mine, um, you know, off-world colonies. They use clones to create their workforce. They use clones and consider them personal property, just like people buy vehicles and consider them their personal property, just the way okay. businesses buy uh, office furniture and consider it its personal property. They operate that way. Um,
0: okay, that makes sense. Okay,
1: now I get hold on, that. I so the soul- let me get my uh, uh, record here turned over. Okay, so the ICC is an independent but extremely strong. They're basically controlled, and they, they work hand-in-hand hand with the night, the Dark Fleet. That's why the Dark Fleet can still survive and operate literally out of the range where anyone was considered possible, like on the fringes where Neptune and Uranus is, uh, and even beyond, uh, because the ICC can constantly refuel them and, and, and give them their supplies, etc., for their colonies and vice versa the dark fleet provides the security for the icc during the icc's off the books operations um as like, who do you think how do you think they're so successful at dealing with us they have a very big gun in the version of the notwaffen where their battle fleets etc their military prowess now that's an intersection that's the, that bridges the notwaffen who don't normally deal inside our domain uh, the inner Earth domain is considered Mars to the sun. Mars, Earth, Venus, Mercury, sun, right? Uh, that's the inner domain. Not often typically doesn't fly past Mars. The ICC bridges the gap between the far fringes, which is Jupiter and beyond, Saturn's uh, moons of Saturn, et cetera. And uh, uh, our inner Earth, our Earth blue sphere alliance which is Earth, and that's where the solar, solar warden is, right? So that bridges the gap. Dark Fleet, way the fuck out there. ICC in the middle, right? Basically running the supplies and messages in between. Solar Warden on Earth. Solar Warden, Earth, right? Defense Earth all the way to Mars, all the way to the sun. Um, then you have the governments of that, which is the Atlantis Rising Group. And Atlantis Rising makes all the diplomatic, um, political, and uh, treaties. Organizations, contracts, decisions—right? That's like Galactic UN. That's like uh, Space UN. That's like Extraterrestrial UN. These are literally ambassadors from Earth with top security clearances who are trained in alien linguistics, alien culture. They are trained to literally be the negotiators with extraterrestrials, and most of that is on a very peaceful, regulated—you know—environment. It's it's done. Uh, in neutral territory But the Astar High Command oversees the security We basically are like uh, Being trained Being trained to take over Our own planet and run Our own species But this is why there's so few wars Between us and extraterrestrials So few uh, moments Of direct and outward violence uh, Between us and extraterrestrials Like the greys Like the uh, insectilians Like the uh, Uh, different species that we've encountered elsewhere. They are basically brought to the negotiating table. We have lawyers, we have laws, we have rules. And this is where most of the interactions occur. It's not between, you know, two militaries. It's not between just regular people, regular citizens of both planets. It's between these politicians and this, this table of Atlantis as basically known as the Atlantis rising. Their capital is in Kazakhstan, and they run out of Astana. Astana, the city of the New World Order that runs out of Kazakhstan. And they run completely within plain sight. Everyone knows that the city is run by the Illuminati. Everyone knows that they are the Illuminati. Their symbol is the pyramid. The symbol is the all-one-seeing eye. The symbol is the Atlantean trident and the Atlantean seashell and the, the, the Nautilus. And they absolutely... Use the mind and art and stuff like that as the highest version of mankind. Now, I wasn't a part of that group. I was a part of Solar Warden, which is a knighthood, which is their defender, their Knights Templar, their muscle, their military order. Now, basically, those are the major human factions as it exists. And there are many smaller groups inside these factions, many smaller organizations, many smaller like the Men in Black. Men in black, for example, follow the Atlantis rising order, but they're like the cops. They're like the immigration patrol. And if anyone is allowed to live on earth amongst human beings, because we live in a multi-species society by now, I hope that's very clear. We were never alone. They've always been here. We have seen them. They are us, right? Like they live in our societies. They are our politicians, our celebrities, etc. They hide just like men in black. They give them the, 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 the technology they necessary to hide and they can't reveal themselves or cause trouble, but they are allowed to peacefully coexist as long as they are peaceful and they coexist, right? No Eden people, but you can be all a fucking weird little worm guy inside a people suit all you want, right? Get a job, whatever the fuck, just mind your business, right? Keep to yourself. Uh, you know, play by the rules, follow the law. And all this stuff exists in plain sight. They talk about it all the fucking time. Uh, just to use the men in black as an example, but there's groups in the military, there's groups in the air force, there's groups in the Navy that are like, they know about it, right? They're liaisons. They're given the inner, know, secret societies, etc. They all help out, um, alien groups at this point, extraterrestrial groups, you got grays, they are being, um, reformed. They are being rehabilitated and the more criminal elements have been caught and brought to justice. Uh, by this point in time, uh, and I mean by this point in time, 2022, they have been caught, brought to justice. They are not allowed to prey and exploit on mankind's ignorance anymore, uh, given the advancements of mankind itself and able to see through their bullshit. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> most of the gray interaction with man humanity is either strictly illegal uh, mm. or doing it like poaching. Right. They are like poachers. So just think about yeah. that way. Like you can't cut a rhino's horn off people are doing it but it's still extremely fucking wrong and like there's no one like you know you cut off rhino horns man like what the hell's wrong with you you go abduct people what the hell's wrong with you like type thing and they were trying to reform their cultural sensibilities of it but it's still extremely profitable given the economies of this kind of scale and i mean economies like
0: do you I think the it. ICC gets involved in that too? Do they have illegal runnings and stuff like that, like yeah, running they, of human they, tissue? They or,
1: yeah. yeah, they they rather sell. They see if the Greys wanted human material, the ICC would sell them biomatter. But if the Greys want it without, do you think to the that, the that ICC, has something
0: to do with abortions and things like that? Like, do you think absolutely. that that because they talk about selling body parts and things like absolutely. that?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It all, it all, all of it. Human trafficking. Uh, human trafficking the migration scandal uh the situation right now all of it is in the dealing of human biomatter the human souls especially too and that's the thing if the grays wanted to buy a human soul see it comes down to poaching and it's the different the different nuances of poaching if you wanted a rhino why don't the chinese just raise them in ranches Why don't they just raise the rhinos in a big rhino ranch and then they can just cut the horns off and it would be all above board and it would be like, I'm a rhino cowboy, you know? Like, that's what I do, legally cut these rhino horns off, you know? Like, no, they choose to go into the jungle because it's cheaper to run it that way. They don't have to, and then they can do it. Even though it's illegal as shit and it's risky and it hurts another, I said, that's the thing of poaching. They'll still choose to do it in a very illegal way for various circumstances. Most of the grays are not, with this shit anymore they they or they want a peaceful cooperation and existence with other intelligent species um and that's for various reasons too but the greys are being reformed now they're still suspicious they're still terrifying and they still aren't like i hate them i hate their guts i hate the greys with a with an absolute zeal and uh prejudice that cannot be matched it, by most people, like, understanding, I hate the Greys ethically because of that shit, they have no morals, they have no ethics, they absolutely live to exploit and manipulate, and they're sadistic they're 100% sadistic whether it become from small pranks to just simply lying to you because they they like to get away with it, you know, like, they just like causing chaos and bad shit because they have no souls, right, it is like you know, it doesn't matter to them, they don't have an a afterlife they're going to, they know for a fact, like, they just don't, you can't trust them Right. But they're as a species, they're being reformed. Um, so you got the great, the Dracos. Dracos are either dying out. We got friendly Dracos. We got friendly Dracos moving in. Uh, but most of the Dracos are moving out. And the Dracos are actually leaving our solar system completely after certain deals were made to give them their own worlds to live on. And if they just choose if they if they choose to live there and not leave ever, they won't be exterminated. Everything has a survival instinct. Everything has a preservation instinct. What would you choose? To, to yeah, live? so
0: do you, is this kind of like a punishment after what they did to Earth? Like the, the Galactic Federation is like, hey, we're going to let you live, but you have to go over here and quit screwing around?
1: Exactly, absolutely. Gotcha. And, okay. And other that, they are enforced, like I said, by David Icke, he talked about it, the force fields they enact, these species enact force field. David Icke is wrong, though, in thinking that Draco... Are enacting the force field on Earth currently? The Venusians are the Venusians who are human in avatar form and everything, um, but not humanoid because they they work through time. Create the force field on Earth to trap whatever reptilian or lower vibrational entity uh, still survives on this absolute hub of scum and villainy, right? Like it's like most honestly, an absolute high of scum and villainy. That's what Earth was to them, so they kind of don't want anyone to leave because they, it's like kind of a jail, right? It's like, it is very much a prison in many ways. So that's why, like, they they know they can keep them. They corral them. Their main strategy is to corral. They don't really outright exterminate, but they just lock you in to a place where you can't leave. And solitary confinement for them is more of a punishment than outright just murdering and destroying you, right? They just force you to live as a species forever alone, Um it's their it's their main method, uh op, modus operandi the insectilians are appearing in massive number insectilians are the mantids the uh hive mind people they have been here for a long time but they uh have just started arriving in full number in full proportion to their species they're intradimensional. they exist on a timeline in a dimension where they were the dominant species on earth where they evolved and nothing else insects now when they started traveling through dimensions they found the orion draco technologies and specifically the black goo and many other things that basically inspired the insectilian race to constantly pursue where the orion draco had gone extinct in terms of dimensions and timelines they go through the multiverse specifically looking for when the orion draco were defeated and because that's most of the universes where the orion draco was defeated they then go into that universe try to take as much technology as possible and then go to the next one
0: okay i see and and i was curious you brought up the black goo and in my mind i was i was going to ask you if that was almost like nanotech from the venusians but was uh it's the black what is the black goo
1: black goo is very interesting too that is a from what we know not because it can change shape
0: right it can change like density it It can do all kinds of
1: gives you limited time travel capabilities it gives you limited precognizant abilities and um Basically, it's like these. Uh, the it's it's the black goo, man. It's like it does everything. It does anything. It shapeshifts. It polymorphs. It's alive. It follows your life. It, it helps you live. Sustains your life. Exactly. And the thing though, is that the Orion Draco used it to gain their power, but they okay. discovered it. They, disco- they didn't make it. It they sounds
0: like it. the philosopher's stone.
1: Exactly. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. I think, and this is what I think the black goo is. I think it's sentient. Sentient, um, uh, um, I don't want to say evil, that sounds kind of corny. Sentient earth, like pure, uh, like earth matter, like it's like, uh, because they discovered it deep underground, they discovered it in the subterranean explorations of theirs, but it transformed their society, like it's a primordial evil, it's like a shogoth, it's like a it's like an you like say like a very low crafty and substance of like and it could, can it
0: be used for good or do you, does it kind of like corrupt?
1: <laughs> exactly, it, it does give the impression of corrupting at least biologically because because it drastically reduces uh, lifespan from contact at least with humans. Um, it has the ability to drive people insane and in producing paranoid schizophrenia. Whether or not it's not compatible with our physiology, it didn't have very positive. St- you know implications for the reptilians either they were extremely corrupted by it in fact had a civil war and what i said earlier about friendly draco there are some draco who are against the black goo but the black goo has become a species addiction of theirs so that when they're born they're basically grafted with black goo symbiotes and they exist their entire life with black goo in their body in their veins And they use it as an extension of themselves. Um, Talk about transhumanism, transreptilianism, right? Like, so there's a reptilian core who believe that the black goo is an evil corruption, a parasite that has corrupted their species for the worst, right? And proven that and led to their extinction because it makes you hyper aggressive. It makes you megalomaniacal. It gives you um, this this chaotic energy and, and desires that. Are obvious, at the same time mysterious. Like, they're obvious though that they like this does have this effect, it's like steroids. You know, it's like steroids, but te- technological steroids, and you become like Venom. You become like that black suited Spider Man. You know, where you are you, but the dark version of you, right? Like all your aggression, mm-hmm. all your hostilities get fueled. Yeah, Yeah, I mean it.
0: Yeah, gave it gave Spider Man crazy powers and ability and strength, but yeah, it was corrupting. So um, I have one more question because I know we're past two hours and we probably both got to get going here. But I, I, but text dude, we need to do this. We need to do a part two. We need to do a part three. Like I think I feel like we're just getting started. This is so awesome. I have a million questions for you, but. Uh, this last question I have for you was I've heard something uh, recently about um, different uh, parts of the Pentagon and the military. They're discussing something that they keep uh, secret. They're saying that the Sumerian gods are coming back. Mm-hmm. What is what is your opinion on that? Is that the Anunnaki? Is that the Vril? Is that the Venusians? Who are these Sumerian gods that they're referring to? And is there something that's coming back right now?
1: Uh, yes, actually, um the the idea of the Sumerian gods, I believe, are exactly the Venusians, but the Venusians have already come back, they're already here, what the cabal is talking about is the return of their power to the earth in terms of star people, the star people yeah. are coming back, so the yugas, there was a time when the star people walked on earth freely, When, like I said, they they lived on earth full time in the open. There was no secrecy. They were considered the gods, right? And that's what's coming back is the Venusians will travel back to earth. The Astro High Command will return. It will be the time of the Sumerian kings where they rule for thousands of years. Thousand. Have you read that that, king list that goes on for 200,000 years? Like, you know, it's like this king ruled for 900 years. This king ruled for 700 years. His son ruled for 2,000 years. And you're like, how could people live that long? The dot. The Venusians have lifespans like that, though. And that's what was coming back is that human authority, humans will not be the authority on Earth. We aren't the authority in space. We are able to control our affairs, but as like grown or growing children under the responsibility of the Astra High Command. And so, yes, when the Sumerians are coming back, and plus, we have got to remember, the military-industrial complex did not side with the Venusians. The military-industrial complex sided with the Greys. So they are not allies, are in, in the no, they're not included in the Ashtar High Command. So even if they're on Earth in Area 51, et cetera, sending their messages in between their little bunkers, deep underground military bases, they're preparing and their cabals, to try to fight back or to save themselves from this judgment. Now, like they said, it's very much like, um, you know, you can see how foolish it is. You can see their folly. Like how can these groups of people think they can get away with it forever? And that's what you're seeing here. How can the Clintons, how can these deep military invested mafioso families think they can get away with it forever, right? The people are coming up, they're waking up, the people... And, and they can't, they, they only can get away with it because they outpower us, because they have these bunkers, because they have private jets, because they have security forces, right? When the Sumerian kings come down, when the star people come down, because that's what it's code for, is the star people, it will be uh, Venusian ships, it will be uh, extraterrestrial ships of different species, and it will be solar warden ships. It will be human beings who have already allied with these extraterrestrials coming down to take back power, to take over. And literally, it it will be like, uh, you know, we are from the stars. We are your commanders. We rule, you know, not you. And then no matter what, it's going to become down to the the, the evil cabal, because that's what I call them, the evil cabals of satanists and moloch worshipers and things like that right like these evil reptilian uh, monarchies these black dynasties and their criminal organizations uh trying to convince all of the world who are their slaves with their mass media that these extraterrestrials who i already know all about know i'm trying to tell people about um and the secret space program are evil that they're evil and that they're actually here to invade us and we gotta fight them and we can never listen to them. And that, But listen to us though, keep listening to the Democrats, keep listening to the Republicans, right? Like, oh, it's the alien invasion, we gotta stop them, but keep voting Democrat. You know, like, hey, give us more, give them more votes, you know, type thing. And because that's the thing, that status quo system that we've been raised in, what we know as America, what we know as the world, is an illegitimate, Freemasonic, occult uh Luciferian cabal of pirates that wish to enslave nine out of every ten people they wish that nine out of ten people listened to their every command and word and had no ability to say no to them and they were gods on earth in their human lifetimes right and these are the people who are sending those messages, who are sending the messages that are like, hey, fucking like, there's some shit we got to worry about because they're not, I like, they don't know. they don't like, you know, the president can't go to area 51 and go inside. He doesn't have a security clearance. No, that's, that's, wild, the thing. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of the people See, I forget because I'm already, because I'm a ufologist. I already know this. I forget people don't know, know this the security clearances go far beyond.
0: Oh, I'm sure people,
1: yeah, they, and that, the he,
0: president he, is a figurehead senator. man. The president's yeah, exactly. an actor.
1: Yeah. That, that senators, congressmen, uh, business, like, like people in the military industrial complex that they have higher authorities than other people who fill the same job just at different times. And that like the president who hasn't been able for a long time to be able to access the secret space knowledge, and it's no coincidence that the, that the cabal that the evil government is openly very Illuminati. And they're the ones trying to figure out the UFO business the most because they're the most afraid of it. Who has the most to lose when the secret gets told they do because they yeah, rule man. through secrecy because they rule through fear because they rule through information. It's like, so this, the cabal is our real enemy. Yes, we have different species fighting for Earth. Yes, there are different species hunting human beings. Yes, there are people getting preyed upon in the in the wilderness and in the forest by these societies that live on Earth, too, the ultra-terrestrials. Uh, yes, there's all this stuff flying in space, these spaceships, deep underground. The truth is, the evil that you see right in front of your face, that is so in front of your face that you can't even see it anymore that is the enemy of all mankind as the enemy of all goodness. That is the Sith and the the Sumerian Kings, the Jedi warrior of the solar warden and the uh, the Jedi Knights, of the solar warden and the aliens that control them of the, you know, galactic Republic are going to come down and, and absolutely they're going to try to convince you that they're evil. Absolutely. They're going to try to convince you that they're devils. Absolutely. They're going to try to convince you that it's Satan Absolutely, they're going to try to convince you that you're, that you got to fight and die. Got to fight and die to protect Earth.
0: Yeah, 100%. Man, I think this is a perfect place to like, let's put the pause here uh, because I do got to get going, man. But this was fucking awesome. Thank you so much, dude. Like I've been trying to figure out all these things in my head and like, I've heard about the different like factions and this and that, but you made, dude, you do a fantastic job of making it very clear, very precise. Like I have a great idea and I think this is a great building block to do another, do another part, man. Uh, Brother, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to give our our audience one more time uh, where they can find you?
1: Oh, just link tree, link tree slash beyond top secret Texan, all one word, lowercase. Link tree slash beyond top secret Texan, all lowercase. Brings you to all my platforms, my social media links, all of that. You can follow me, like me, subscribe, uh, share. Deeply appreciate when you guys share. It gets my, uh, it gets me out there and everything I need it because I'm shadow banned. This information's shadow banned. They don't want you to know the truth. Like I said, these people are the enemies, the ones that control all our uh, media information. They're the ones trying to use that to control us for our reactions when the truth is revealed. So educate yourself, uh, help yourself to the archives of my old episodes, hundreds and hundreds of them on the podcast and on YouTube. Uh, I speak about these subjects in greater detail and specifics, but this is just like the summary. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's over 100 years of top secret information to lay out all at once. I know it's a lot and thank you guys for listening so far you got a lot of guts if you came this if you came this far but if you want to know more check out my social media check out my other podcast episodes check out my youtube vids beyond top secret texan on every single one of those platforms uh link tree slash beyond top secret texan to bring you the links directly thank you very much for your time thank you very thank much i'm tired, tired yeah